Welcome everyone to episode six of the Spread the Dread podcast. I'm John. And I'm Joe. And uh, I guess they're back for another week of the... uh, Torture. (laughs) The fucked uh, and the fuckery. Yeah. Um, So yeah, this is is episode six. Um, Two weeks in a row now, we have have met deadline and are going to be putting up the single episode, as we promised, new episodes every Wednesday... We're back-to-back champions on that. Yes, we're getting like an adult gold star two weeks in a row. I'm for real. (laughs) I may call out of work tomorrow just to celebrate. I don't know, though. (laughs) Probably not. We can't afford that. (laughs) This this podcast costs us money. (laughs) And uh, if our our YouTube comment, we've we've officially made it. Yep. Everybody bow down to the king and queen of podcasting. We officially received our first podcast. And only <laughs> YouTube comment, which, by the way, the the videos are up on YouTube finally. They're still not up on BitChute, though, are they? No, we're still getting that figured out. Yeah, though. we're getting that, that worked out with BitChute. But uh, oddly enough, it was, well, I guess not oddly enough, because it it's on our most popular episode so far, which is episode three, Junko the Furuta. Furuta. yeah. And um, Joey, we pissed off <laughs> clearly the Black Panther. <laughs> His name is Black Panther. He has a picture of Black Panther. This is Black Panther. Uh, Panther. I, I I guess that that dude didn't die of cancer, but um, he he or he came back to let us know we hurt his feelings. Everyone to start off, everybody has different tastes and shit. Yeah, they do. I I am. We, we are not everybody's cup of tea. Oh my Absolutely god, not. we we've run friends off for that same reason. We are not most people's cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, the best at this point we're ever going to hope for any kind of fame and fortune with this is to literally break even on what we do. Yeah. That, that's, that's the extent I, of I it. I thought that was kind of the goal out of the I, gate. I guess at this point, yes. Uh, but so Black Panther, the one and only, uh, came down from heaven. He's probably in hell. I don't know. I don't know how he lived. You're terrible. I, I don't think either one of them exists. He came from the next astral plane to, to tell us that we should, and quote, Try to be more sim- try to be more serious, especially when discussing a sensitive topic. All everything we cover is sensitive. That's and- the whole point of this podcast is yeah. to take the sensitive and fuck off with it. Yeah. Again, that's not everybody's thing. I am probably sure that. Well, I, I can't even say that because I look at our numbers and it's. It's growth week over week, so people are coming and not leaving. But we we've we've put it out there as best as we can that we're we're rude and fucking crude. Like we don't try to be anything no. other than that. No. We give you the facts, and you get to hear our personalities. And if you don't like it, you know, fuck off. If you do, then hey, glad you're here again for another week. I will say this, just in case he happens to hear this. Mm-hmm. Kudos on not giving the video a thumbs down because the video doesn't have a thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, so I was going to bring that up because we do have a thumbs down on a different video, but no comment. But at least he was like, look. You that's know. to be expe- – I'm surprised we only have that one thumbs down. I was expecting Joe's to just rein in. Um, <laughs> but, but no, if, if he's listening to this, like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not apologizing to anybody if I offend you. Uh, but if you don't, if you don't like insensitive humor – Turn us off now and, you know, don't, you know. Specifically, Jonathan, I'm actually not a bad one. It is all John. I'm going to blame that all on him. It is mostly me. Yeah. It is. Joe Joe is here to give you some reason to possibly stick around. 
and I try constantly to make you regret the decision, the decision to stick around. You're under, you're undermining me. I, I really am. But you know, I, I had to bring that up. Hey, it's our first comment. I, I, you know, so that's cool. And it's Black Panther. I haven't seen his movie, but I may watch it now, uh, especially since he knows me. I would feel shitty. I, I should definitely watch his movie and be like, hey, try to, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how to comment. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this guy's channel and comment shittily about Wakanda. Because, I don't know. No, I'm just joking. But, yeah, episode six, um, we're, we're rolling right along. Joe, tell everybody uh, where they can find all of our stuff. All right. Um, best place to go is our website, spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Yes. We have all the links to our social media as well as a shit ton of podcast apps. So yes. you should be able to find us somewhere or another yes, going to the website. We're on Apple, Google. Did Were we on Pandora yet? No, we're not on Pandora okay, yet. Okay, so we're on the process of Pandora if you still use that. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Good Lord. Everything. Go to the website and check it out. Yeah. There's two. There's honestly, I don't even remember all of them. Uh, Podbean, that's the one we always promote because they host us and distribute our stuff, and we love Podbean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the videos are up on YouTube. They should be up roughly about the same-ish time as the podcasts go up, so if you like that. And then, again, coming soon to BitChute. We're just having to do some stuff via email back and forth with them to get everything to mirror properly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to bring up. And it was like, you know, that kind of like important stuff, which is why I forgot it. Um, I don't The kids have been fed, correct? Yes. All right. I haven't peed or pooped myself. I'm sitting here in clean clothes. That's good. I don't know what else it was. Our Patreon, maybe? There's no reason. To, the I, Patreon's there. You can find point. us there, yeah. but you can't give us any money. We, like I said, we claimed it. Uh, so if you're listening to this, I don't know, in a year from now, and someone hasn't killed me for being a terrible human being, and Joe hasn't left me for pretty much the same reason. Um, yeah, there is a Patreon, but we still haven't decided what all we're going to do. We basically just claimed it, and so it is there. Um, we, you did do a little bit of retooling on the graphic work. By the way, if you ever see any of our image stuff, like our graphics, the stuff for our shows, the stuff on YouTube, stuff, that's all Joe. That's me. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe is the queen of that shit, and, and we're insane. We're, I'm insanely lucky to have her because they're a podcast, and I'm not knocking them because I, I listen to a lot of them. We've I've connected with them on Instagram, and great podcasts, and uh, hopefully maybe up, upcoming do some like promo swaps or something like that, <laughs> assuming they want to be affiliated with us at all. And if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't it, just kindly say no and be like your your stuff's too fucked up and we can still be friends i that's not a problem uh i'll be friends with black panther uh, you know i just had to call it out but um but yeah i mean they they're there's a lot of them and i mean they get way more listens than we do and their stuff looks a little maybe janky. we're too polished looking i don't know i think not people are like that looks really good i bet it sounds really good and they get here and they go oh lord no <laughs> no it doesn't Oh my! This is this is as false advertising as something can get without actually blasphemy. advertising something. Absolute blasphemy! Uh, but yeah, she Joe did do some uh, some tweaking and stuff like that. We we did get. Um, I was very happy to see <laughs> we got Billy and Mandy eyesed. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who uh, Billy and Mandy are, it was an old Cartoon Network show, mm-hmm. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. We found an artist. I forget his name. We really need to pr- promote him out. Uh, Clutch. Uh... 
Clutch 951? I don't know. We got him off of Fiverr, and he was he's very new, at least on Fiverr. Yes. And yeah. he did an amazing job. I was like, hey, you know, I, I think this would be perfect for us, and, you know, and, and let's do that. So if you see those out there, those are custom done. We had a guy do them, and he did a great job, and we're going to get all of his – we need to get all like his Instagram and stuff like that, and at least put him out to our very few. He probably has more followers than we do, so probably at this so. point, he might be like, "Yo, take me, take me down." Don't, <laughs> I don't want to be associated never, with this. Bullshit. Never mention my fucking. I took your money, and I shouldn't have, but I did, and it's <laughs> over. And let's move on. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's it. And to be fair, with the way last week's episode went, what was it, John Edward Robinson? Yeah. Did I get that right? The, the Internet Slave Master? Our longest episode yet, and we're not trying to make that a trend. We like to stick around the 90-minute mark, but we just found so much shit on that guy. Yeah. Great episode. Definitely the most researched episode by us. Yes. Maybe up until today, because we yeah. found a really yeah, good we... source for this stuff. For which, and, and it's no surprise you clicked on it. We're doing Joseph Fritzl, Fucked Up Fritzl. Yep. The uh, the monster of, of Amstetten, Austria. Amstetten, there we go. I couldn't think of the name, even though I, you know we typed it out in notes about eighty fucking times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we're we're gonna get on with it, so that we. I, I'd like to not cross that ninety minutes, and yeah. we're gonna get there. But as we always do, we're gonna start off with our horror pick of the week. What is that this week, Joe? It's Room Two Thirty Seven. It was made in two thousand and twelve, directed by Rodney Asher. Yes. Now, so this movie is not so much. It's not really a horror movie. No. Uh, it, it's a documentary about The Shining, which. But it just weaves in and out of like conspiracy and kind of like horror sub horror. I guess horror subject matter. In well, a way, anyone who knows anything about Stanley Kubrick knows that the dude was enigmatic as hell, and his movies. You could literally every single week for the rest of your life watch a different one of his movies and probably find something new in there mm-hmm. or a different way of interpreting it. Um, and and The Shining is a big one that everyone talks about because it it deviates a tremendous amount from the source material that Stephen King did. Stephen King yeah. fucking hates Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, Stanley Kubrick didn't think much of him either. And actually, uh, there's that scene where Dick Holleran who uh, I think he's like the head chef or whatever. Scatman Crothers plays him. Uh, when he's going back because he can't get in touch with him and he's driving through the snow, there's a red, I believe it's a red Volkswagen that's like underneath the truck. Stephen King, that's what he had his accident in that almost fucking killed him. Yeah. So Kubrick threw fucking shade big fucking time <laughs> at him. And yeah, but now if you go and watch what was like the miniseries or whatever that Stephen King did, if you like the book, whatever. I'm not a big Stephen King book guy. Some of the movies are good. I I know I'm I'm in the in the horror community. I just became a fucking leper, but I, I don't. Eventually, he did too I much. Dreamcatcher. He does way too much <laughs> opium to try to get the fucking endings, and it just goes off the fucking rails. Uh, but but a lot of his movies, the movies based on it, where he's not involved, I guess. Uh, I, I like a lot, but The Shining is consistently always in my top three greatest horror movies of all time. And Room Two Three Seven. If you love The Shining, you, I'm not. This isn't even a fucking suggestion. You absolutely have to watch this documentary. Yes, it's just a bunch of people who are shining nerds, basically breaking down all the different things they mean. And what was some of the well, things they actually well, did? Well, no, not just just um, Shining nerds, but Kubrick nerds, because they, oh, were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were bringing a lot, uh, 
a lot of uh, incongruencies in his movies that he is not known for, and it seemed like it was intentionally placed in the movie. Like yes. for instance, the carpet. I think that's the like that might be the most well known one, I guess, because there are memes about it and shit. Yeah. But how the carpet, you know, actually looks in one direction during one scene, and then they go behind the little boy, and the carpet flips the other direction. Right. Which which. He would have literally had to have them tear. You can't accidentally do that. No. You would have had to have them tear all the carpet up and then redo it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's. I we we own it, um, and it's not the easiest thing to find to own it. No, be wide awake for it because <laughs> also it's hard to get through. Oh, I, I don't know. To me, I was glued the whole time. The but first time it was for me because there were certain things I'm like I'm not grasping it. But on the second viewing, I mean, I was the biggest person. I was just like, let's rewatch that. Ooh, you brought it up. Now I want to watch it again. I, I already want to watch it again. <laughs> I could literally watch if if like from here on out, I can't watch The Shining and not immediately want to go watch Room exactly. Two Three Seven. Yeah, you can find it on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, you're probably gonna have to Amazon it or eBay it. I I know we I may, ours may even be an no ours isn't an import, but I wish we had our all, our region-free Blu-ray player before then because the import was way fucking cheaper. Like the UK one is a mm-hmm. lot cheaper, but yeah. we we got it not too long after it first came out, so the prices hadn't really went up, but. Uh, it, where's it? Where can they? They can stream it. There's a couple of sites. Yeah, it's, it's, you can actually stream it on Prime and Sling TV right now. Yeah, now both of those you have to have a subscription. Um, I feel like most people would have Prime over Sling because Sling is like the internet television. Yeah, because you thing. get Prime with your Amazon Prime membership. It yeah, you like get the, everybody it, and their mother. Yeah, has so it. if you if you have Amazon Prime, like seriously, you you have to watch this. Just uh, it's it's just and, and even if once you get outside of the conspiracy stuff too. Just the way people break down the scenes. Like, there were several people in there who who mapped out the hotel and stuff. like That was some of my favorite stuff was yeah. just the, the ridiculous measures these people went to to map out the hotel and the way rooms don't actually flow into them or into one another, yet they're done on purpose, you know, per their theories and stuff. It's... It is a mind-blowing doc. It, it really it, is. It really is. And it, it's one of those that, like, you should – I would say, like, that's why another one are, that you should definitely own. Even if you're someone who's like, I don't really watch movies over and over again, you know, like, you should get this one because you're going to need to – you're going to need to watch it at least two or three times minimum. Yeah, just to, jump down the rabbit hole. Yeah, the first the time you're going to – Yeah, the first time, the whole time you're going to be going, what? And then the second time you're going to be like, oh – Oh, okay. And then the third time, you're just going to be like, holy shit. Yep, that one's it. That's the one right there. That's the one. Exactly. That's what he meant. So, yeah, Room 237 released in, what year was it? Uh, 2012. Yes. So, uh, streaming currently on the the time of this episode. We're recording it June 8th. It'll be out June 9th of 2021. It's available on Sling TV and Amazon Prime. Definitely, definitely cannot recommend that enough. Check it out. So, as we stated earlier... This episode, we're talking about Joseph Fritzl. Um, he's he's not a serial killer, so really, this guy kind of falls into. If you're into true crime, you got to know who Joseph Fritzl is. Yeah. I, I would I would just imagine so. No no knock at you if you don't, but you know because it again it it all happened in Austria. Um, but this. <laughs> This was hard to even take notes because I remember several times me just going, oh, I was yeah. I, and we keep saying that like Junko was was, I think, the hardest one so far just because this innocent girl. And I'm sorry, Black Panther. I did make jokes 
But it's what I, that's my way of getting through a lot of this shit is to, to crack a joke at it. Me, you're even that way. You're just not as mean about it as I am, yeah. Joe. But yeah. but that's that's kind of our our way. We use humor to to lighten up fucked up shit. And I mean, most of the stuff we talk about here, it's fucked it's up not, yeah. and on purpose because if it's fucked up, we digs it. Um, so Joseph Fritzel was known as the the I'm gonna get it monster of Amstetten, mm-hmm. Austria. Yep, bingo. Um, and. And fucking hell, does he earn this title? Oh, uh, monster! That's insensitive to monsters, and you know me. I am. <laughs> I, I live on insensitivity to every fucking thing. But if I found a monster right now, I would go apologize on behalf of white people who mislabeled this motherfucker as a monster because that is <laughs> shitty. Yeah, you know. But um, so Joseph Fritzl, Joe, do like we do, do like we always do before we get. I get. I get too far ahead of us mm-hmm. uh, and, and break down. You know, a little bit of, you know, his his uh, his stats or whatever. Okay. Um, Joseph Fritzl was actually born April 9th, 1935, and he is, th- oh my gosh, he's still alive. Old, cold soul. Yeah, so 86 years old currently. Um, he's luckily serving life a life sentence in Garston Abbey, which is a former monastery that they turned into a prison in Upper Austria. Which is awesome. Like, it used to be a building that gave people hope. And now it's a building to crush your hope. Like you have no abandon all hope, ye who enter here. But see, we've we've watched those like prison docs about where they go to different countries. And I want to think Austria is one of the more lenient ones. I'm like, this dude should be fucking dead for what he did. But he's serving a life sentence in a comfy cell with probably television and internet. To be fair, we haven't seen anything about this exact prison. But no. but you're right. Well, Europe's fucking weird when it comes to their prisons. Because, like, you'll find some and you'll be like, okay, like, this basically looks like, you know, if you've ever been to an Ikea, they have, like, those little showroom things kind of set up. It's like whenever you go, you know, and they'll have the ones where you're like, this is too small. I don't see how anybody, this is an entire house and I'm looking and it's like 420 square feet. How the fuck did I, A, how did Ikea do it? Bravo. B, I would never be able to survive in a space this <laughs> tiny. But that's what their prisons will look like. You know, very nicely done. I, I'm not here to debate that kind of shit with you because at the end of the day, you're still fucking locked up. So, uh, you know, whatever. But then, like, you go one country over and you're like, holy shit, like, medieval prisons were less than this. Like, holy fuck. Like, I mean, usually you know the country. You know what I'm saying? When they're just like, oh, the day we're going to Sweden, you're like, okay, this one's going to be pretty nice. And then they're like, oh, here we now. Romania. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this one yet. Like, holy shit, are they still using shackles? Those are iron shackles. So to break from tradition, because usually we just start with born and kick it off, um, we actually have some information before he was even born. Yes, and, and credit to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk. Yes. That's where like the majority of this came from. They had a terrific breakdown yes. of this. This is going to be the first one. We have a boatload of quotes yeah. and stuff and like some that. Some of them are so going to churn your stomach. They, they, yeah, see, <laughs> see, there, see, see Black Panther Joe's fucked up too, <laughs> but it's not an insensitive way. She just likes the really morbid stuff. Yes, I do. Um, but yeah, so this one, a, a lot of good stuff to cover here. Um, and uh, so we're about 19 and a half minutes in. So let's, Joe, I want you to cover, this is, we, we've titled this Before Birth. This is, this is some backstory to the backstory to the backstory yeah, right here. Which so, is great because, yeah. It, yeah, it lends itself to like the psychological state at which Fritzl was in. Right. And we, again, we never use, 
their history to make excuses for anybody. No, you decide no. what the fuck you're going to do yeah. based on we've everybody's had but a it fucked can be up the experience. Setting a stage. Exactly. That's all. But yeah, it does put we do bring it up cuz it brings people to a disadvantage. Yes. You're starting a little bit after the the starting gun's been shot. You know, you got you, your shoelaces are tied in the race of life. You know what they're tied together. Yeah. Uh so go ahead. So what was so interesting about Fritzel is that before his birth um, his grandmother, Anna, was actually born in Amstetten as well. Um, she married a mill owner. and Couldn't find his name. No, I couldn't. No, I, I, no. I tried cross-referencing that a few times. Yeah. Um, it was a loveless marriage, and it was made much worse because she wasn't able to conceive. So she couldn't give him heirs to this, you know, mill. Well, well right. And not, not only that, but we're talking, Fritzl was born in 1935. Yeah. So this is his grandmother. So let's put at least 100 years. You know, yeah, just 100 yeah. years. So we're talking early 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, not being able to, I mean. Namesake. Back, yeah. Back able- then, sorry, Black Panther. They're from YouTube. Here we go. Back then, your kids were like your farm equipment. Yeah. Like, that's why that, like, they were your helping hands. Like, if you, they, people always look back at those old pictures, like, why the fuck do they have 10 kids? A, three of them were going to die from what they would call a fever. Didn't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? But they would just be like, oh, he came down with the fever. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Get one knocked off for tuber- tuberculosis. Right. You know, one of them's going to have farming accidents. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know, so it's a stack the odds against or exactly. for yourself. They're like, look, if we don't have at least 10, we're not going to have at least four 10 years from now yeah. to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, so yeah, they, they couldn't conceive, and this caused problems. Yeah, and uh, Fritzl's grandfather was then having sex with the servants, and he ended up knocking up one of those servants, and that child was Maria, and that is Joseph Fritzl's mother. Right. So I would like to say this, is that more than likely, she was forced to probably raise this servant's child as her own. Oh, for sure. And having that have that feeling from childhood of having not a loving mother, but somebody who despised her existence, or she was raised as just, you know, the mistress's child and had to walk about town knowing or having that above her head and having this small town know how she was conceived. Right, because, well, that that biological maternal connection wasn't there. And this has nothing to do with, like, adopting and fostering because those are, if you adopt and foster a fucking awesome people yes. you're if if you're doing it for the right reasons we're not going to get down that fucking rabbit hole but but those people volunteer to bring in other people's kids you know anna fritzel's grandmother to the best of our research did not tell her husband to go impregnate and i, I to go impregnate one of his servants hey he, he said he was a mill owner so i maybe they were well off I would assume so. I mean, he, he had servants. I don't know what that means in early 1800s Austria, but they they used the word servant. I would think they were just servants of the home then. Right, well, yeah, because yeah. Because he would be employing I think employee, people at the mill. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was them, them fucking mill women, bro. Those are some bad girls. Like, they ain't going to just let that happen. But, yeah, so to the best of what we found, Fritzl's mother, Joseph Fritzl's mother, Maria, that was the only kid I, I don't know if he had more with others but that's the only there one that's wasn't any information on, yeah of course that's the only one that's applicable to the story exactly. too so that could be the reasoning yeah um so in 1934 maria the you know uh, fritzel's mother right. actually meets a very poor man named joseph so yeah, his, the, his the namesake article, the, the article did say he was very poor yes and and that may lend credence to what we said about her her father maria's father being wealthy mm-hmm. because 
they're you know they 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 did bring up the fact that yo the dude that she fell in love with did not have fucking anything yeah you know and so maybe Maria and her family were more well off but yeah so the guy she married uh and uh or sorry the the guy she was with she yeah. met is Joseph which is Joseph Fritzl Sr. Technically, this episode is technically all about Joseph Fritzl Jr. But from here on out, pretty much, you hear the word Joseph. We're talking about the guy whose episode this is named after, Joseph Fritzl. Yeah. So they met in 1934, and in 1935, and being an unmarried couple, they give birth to Joseph Fritzl Jr. And 30. So a year later, they they give birth to Joseph to the Joseph Fritzl, the guy from this episode. Yeah. Okay, so that's and that's 1935. Um, so and and this is this is one of many quotes here, and we're gonna and, and when we do, I'm gonna do my best to to point out it's a quote and everything like that. And we have them, we have it. Uh, who it's accredited to? Uh, the quote: "The only emotion that Joseph Fritzl again, that's Joseph from this episode, not his very poor father. Uh, the only emotion that Joseph Fritzl knew in his early years was fear, fear for his mother and fear of his mother." She maltreated him without any obvious reason. He never knew when it would come again. And that's Dr. Heidi Kastner, who was actually the forensic psychiatrist that treated Joseph Fritzl once everything we're about to talk about gets him arrested. Um, So not a good relationship with the mother. Uh, The father, as you'll learn here in a little bit, wasn't much of note either. But I do want to point out going forward, Joseph Fritzl fucking adored his mother. Yeah. Like, we'll get into it in an unhealthy way, but, like, no matter how unaffectionate she was towards him, physically abusive towards him, and I will say this, there's there's no nothing in what we found that there was ever any sexual abuse between Joseph and his mother, uh, but, but he absolutely loved his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, speaking along with his father, um, Joseph was about three years old on March 12, 1938, when Hitler's troops marched in Amstein, Austria. Right. So we're in Austria. We're 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 in we're in Nazi times. Yeah. And J- Joseph Fritzl's story ties into Nazis. Yes. Um, Joseph's father was a supporter of the Third Reich. His mother was not, and it was further, you know, kind of pushed forward because Hitler himself came in a few days once uh, the troops came right, through. Yeah. Um, and he was greeted by a large crowd. And Joseph Fritzl was on his father's shoulders when Hitler came to town. So, like, he's, like, a true blue Hitler well, supporter. And so from and, – and, again, we have to remember – at this point, and, and, and I love World War II, but I'm not a historian when it comes to that shit. So it, my dates could be off. So, you know, don't don't kill me in the comments. Um, but so at this time, when 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 the Nazis came into Austria, Austria as a whole voted to to become a part of. Of whatever that was, the the Third the Reich, Reich or what, whatever it, whatever it was technically called at that point, they voted like ninety seven or ninety nine percent. I forget the number. Seeing it, like overwhelmingly, Austria as a whole was pro the Nazis. Again, this is early on, yeah. So a lot of you know, a lot of the horrors hadn't came out. No, no, we're talking we're talking in the thirties. A lot of that other shit that that started popping off that was in the forties, early forties. Um, 
so the fact that that Fritzel's mom wasn't pro that, I mean, so she was really against the grain of even yeah. her own people, let alone her own husband. Yeah. And so Maria was actually arrested for her beliefs and interned to a concentration camp for a few months. And I don't know, I, I, was she openly, you know, talking against the Third Reich or did her own husband turn her in? Or, well, I'm sorry, her own partner because they weren't married. Yeah, it never said if they got married. I'm, I would assume they eventually did, just the way things were back then. You know what I'm saying? Especially to take some of that stigma off for having a child out of wedlock. But you're talking to about a country with. that's had red light districts like since like the late 1800s. Hey, now, don't. Don't go knocking. Just, don't no, go knocking whore districts around here. Is what not, you might think. Not at this. Not at this table. We will not be. We will not be knocking working gals, especially European. <laughs> oh, I don't open. knock it at all. There I should know, be I red know, light I, districts I, everywhere. I, yes, there you go. There's my libertarian beautiful wife right there. <laughs> there we go. I was just teasing you anyway. Um, so yeah. So Maria was arrested and actually got sent to a concentration camp yep. for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine this is before the concentration camps became literally the death camps. Yeah. I would have, I, I'm assuming, again, and, and feel free if you really do know a lot more about World War II to educate me in the comments. Because like I said, I watch a lot of documentaries and stuff, but it just I find it fascinating, but a lot of it don't stick. It just kind of runs through my, my increasingly smoothing brain. <laughs> and if you know anything about brains, that ain't good. <laughs> um and I don't, I don't retain a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. So, uh, but early on, it seems like the concentration camps literally were kind of like mostly temporary prisons. To, yeah. I mean, obviously not in a good way because they're they're basically using more forceful measures yeah, to whip you into shape. You don't believe in, in what shape. we believe, so here you're gonna go here for a little while. Yeah, it's you're still gonna, you're gonna come out. Yeah, you're gonna really learn to fucking love the state, or so help me God. You know, yeah. we'll we'll figure something out. So, but when this happened, uh. Fritzel was left alone. Joseph Fritzel, the kid, yeah. was left alone. For all alone. those months, completely by himself. Yeah, and he was roughly about nine years old yep. uh, when, when all of this happened. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, he, he, he was nine when she got interned. So, this is like roughly five to six years after Nazi occupation. So, never mind, man. She was, go- yeah, she was going into some fucked up shit. God knows what she saw in those cons. Yeah, these were full blown. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why she didn't, why she wasn't executed in there unless that, you know, they, I mean, they didn't just kill Jews. Let's be honest about this. That is the majority of when they were doing all the stuff at the end, but it wasn't just Jews in there and it wasn't just POWs in there too. Enemies of the state would have been there too. So I would imagine she had to have been running her fucking mouth Yeah. and that got her put in there. Um, but, but while she was in there, he was eventually sent to an orphanage. Probably more than likely somebody found out that he was there alone or when his father joined the German army. Um, but yeah, he was sent to an orphanage and what was so fucked up for this kid because like, I can sympathize with Joseph Fritzl as a child because you know right. you can't yeah. control the circumstances. He was actually told his own mother was fucking dead. Right. So not only did he get stuck in an or like alone for several months and then goes into an orphanage, he's then told his mother's dead and he doesn't even fucking find out she's alive until after the war. Right, and and that is fucked up. But after like kind of piecing together the timeline that I, like I just did there, to be fair, if she got sent to a concentration camp, it may have been best to just assume she was fucking dead. And again, I'm not exactly sure what year the war ended, but if they're talking about nine, the Nazis got there in '38. So at this point, it's six years later. So we're dealing with 40, 1944. So maybe she got out because the camp shut down. 
I mean, that's a possibility. And which would which would make sense because you don't. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but I don't often hear a lot about people going into concentration camps and I coming back out. I think the war out. ended in 1948. Okay, so again, not a World War II episode. We are not historians. Feel free. Our and, eldest would be better with the dates than what we are. Which oh is my pathetic god, dude! To say. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's ten and is obsessed. He loves World War II stuff, and not in that weird fucking way. But no, he, no. yeah, he's gonna. Hopefully, he's a, t- a history teacher. Uh, but so yeah, so while this is going on, uh, we we don't know exactly the year, but Fritzl's father, Joe Senior. He, I mean, he, this dude is all about some Sig Heil. Yeah. This motherfucker joined the German army and actually went and fought on the Eastern Front, which if you know anything, and I do know this, the Eastern Front was one of the fucking worst because that meant you were fighting the fucking Russians. And a lot of people agree that if Hitler had left the fucking Russians alone, because the Russians weren't going to mess with him, they didn't want yeah. anything to do with it, they were basically turning a blind eye, then he decided to start fucking with them. And... Literally, the, the the Nazis probably had the manpower and the machinery, but they were dealing with Russian winners. Could not fucking handle it. But yeah, that's some of the worst casualties that the German army took was going up against fucking Russia. Yeah. And that's where his dad was, but his dad uh, actually ended up getting captured and was a Russian POW. Yeah. Um, so in 1948, Joseph's father was actually released after, you know, he became a prisoner of war um, after the war was over. Right. Um, and he was actually shunned by Joseph and his mother. So he came he back came home. to yeah. Amstetten after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, of course, well, A, if I'm the mom, I would shun him too because A. Who you fought for put me in a fucking prison. Well, not only that, but our boy went to an orphanage. Because you weren't fucking here? Yeah. Like, again, I don't know if he left before she got arrested. That's if, if, I mean, either way, he went and fought for Nazis, so he's a fucking shithead. And he was very poor, and as we all know, you know, ugh. But, <laughs> but I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, so he did not receive a warm welcome from his, his uh, Maria or his son. Um, but after all of this, uh, it, it, they say that, that Maria become more like eccentric and aggressive, which would make sense given what the fuck she probably witnessed in that concentration camp. Yeah. Um, they're saying that at that point, I, I, I don't think it was so much more violence originally towards uh, Joseph. It was, it was more, or sorry, towards Joseph Fritzl, the kid. I'm so ready for to get done with his dad so I don't have to keep saying this <laughs> shit, but I, I don't want to confuse anybody here. Um, it was more of like indifference and just didn't have that connection, that motherly bond, maybe even verbally abusive. But at this point, they start noting her her physical violence. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's actually, quote, unquote, this is, um, you know, from Professor David Wilson, the criminologist on this yeah, case. He, he's, he's one of the head researchers that, that handled the article that we're citing a lot of this stuff yeah, from. Yeah, so he's quoted as saying, there's absolutely no doubt that Maria was not a loving mother. She didn't have the psychological makeup to understand that she had responsibilities for her child, that she should care for her child, and so she would regularly beat him. And again... Like you had stated earlier, was that because of the way she was treated by her mother because she was, I don't know if this is the right word for when it's a fem, uh, uh, like an extramarital child when it's a woman for sure, but I mean, Maria was basically a bastard. Yeah. Um, it's, you, I think it's supposed to be for like any child born outside of wedlock. Right. Well, well, not only that, but 
it also it also really indicates like when a husband has crept. Yeah, you know what I'm saying too. Toes, if you've watched yeah. Game of Thrones, you know. Uh, so so maybe that's all she knew of a mother. Again, that's I'm not giving a mistake, but again, we got to talk about this shit because some people simply you have to set the stage. Some people can't deal with it. Yeah. I know there's a. I'm sure there's a lot of you living out there, uh, and and Joe particularly not getting into all that, but that has some really harsh upbringings and some really fucked up things that happened to you. And and I'm not saying you're fine, but you're, you're holding it together. It did, not that it doesn't hurt and didn't fucking impact you, but you were able to realize, okay, I have to be better yeah. than what happened. You can either choose to make it, uh, uh, to turn a bad situation into a power source, something that's going to strengthen your resolve, or you can f- let, let it kind of eat away at you. And cause you to be a horrible person. Because it's a 50-50 shot, really. Well, some people just don't have the, that the genetic, the psychological, the the they just don't have it in them to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and you have one extreme, you have two extremes basically with that people. A lot of those people ended up sadly taking their own lives because they just can't deal with it. Uh, a lot of them take their own lives because they feel these inclinations towards some really fucked up yeah, behaviors and thoughts. Yeah. And they don't want to fuck, they don't want to ever do it. So they, they, you know, especially back then, you're not getting a lot of help. There's no. not a lot of outside help. No, there was no such thing as mental health back then. Right. You said you had a problem. You were going in the fucking nut house. Right. And they weren't going to do anything in there, but tink you with a little ice pick in the eyeball to get that lower yeah, lobotomy. Yeah. Yeah. And just basically, you know, do that to you. So again, we, we have to, we, we just want to bring all of that stuff up, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of the mom that he was dealing with. Now, Joseph, after a few d- years of dealing with her her abuse, he finally stands up against Maria's attacks right around the age of 15. Okay. And, unfortunately, around the same time, the foundation between, like, family and violence and sex was being laid in Joseph's mind. Well, yeah, I mean, he's 15. He's, he's pubing out fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. And he's And does... his brain's making those correlations of, like, mother who provides love is also the one who provides beatings. And I'm, you know, I'm in a time in my life where sexual arousal is a commonplace thing. Uh, is, so, is a beating also love? Yes. And we yes. and we see that a lot with people who grow up with physical abuse where they equate that to such that to, control factor means right. I love you. Yes. Right. Yeah. They they yes. and I think probably rationalizing it too, being like, Oh, she I because I'm sure he probably did do some stuff that was messed up, didn't warrant the beatings, but so he's like, Oh, I messed up and because she loves me, she had to beat me this hard. That's what love is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I mean, that's a common thing to this fucking day. Mm-hmm. And not that doesn't Def, damn sure doesn't make it right, but but that was kind of what he was having to deal with. And then on top of all of this, he, he he's into puberty, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah, man, his mind is fucked. And again, we have to bring it up. Yep. This kid went to an orphanage at nine. We know orphanages now are still not great. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm not knocking all of them because I'm sure there's plenty of great ones. But you hear the horror stories. But back then, they were fu- They were they were like a prison. People, I mean, the staff were raping kids. Kids were raping kids. Kids were beating the shit out of other kids. It was, I mean, it's literally, it was prison life in those places. Mm-hmm. And he was of the age to have been involved in either uh, doing that to other kids or having it done to himself. But we don't have, I mean, just I was merely witnessing it. I, that's the other witnessing thing. Witnessing it is just well, as bad. And then not only that, but what's going on around him. Yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? Just the horrors of 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 World War II happening there too. I mean, you you can do some really not even deep dive research yeah. as some of the shit that the troops were doing to civilians, civilians were doing to others. I mean, so yeah, he's he has all of this as his foundation, and on top of it, a home life that's not steering him in the right way. Yeah, so to quote Joseph Fritzel about this certain period in his life, Ugh. he said, quote, Did I fantasize about my mother? Probably. But I was strong, and I have therefore managed to suppress my urges. <sighs> so that's where they're saying that correlation between, you know, family violence and sex. He, he, he was even aware of it. Well, but that quote just sounds like, like okay, like, like it's like almost he like he patted himself on the back for not fucking his own mom. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, basically, or but also too, like he didn't think it was abnormal to have that thought. Or, uh, no, I don't like, think like, so. Like, like, like he didn't think it was abnormal. Like I'm sure he gave that quote because he knows to others it's abnormal. Like the guy's the guy's not a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. He's not a lunatic. You're gonna see going down here a lot of a lot of people who commit these heinous crimes really are fucking losers. They don't have a lot. I mean, there's a few that break the mold, but but. A, Fritzl's not a serial killer, but he is one of the worst criminals in history. Yes. Uh, certainly modern history, but the guy was not a fucking idiot. This guy, if anything, probably smarter than... No, he had probably above average intelligence. Yeah, it was way above average, mm-hmm. certainly for some of the, the things that was going on. Um, also, to quote, uh, again, uh, Professor David Wilson, he was a criminologist as well, and I'm trying to remember all these names we're quoting, so if you hear me go, oh, this guy, you know, you're like, we already know he's a fucking criminologist. I didn't, and I'm reading the notes, it and I'm me, sorry, and I'm glad I have a horrible memory. Yes, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but quote uh, Professor David Wilson, who was a, criminolo- a criminologist who was helping out with these, these articles we were reading. We see some really difficult psychosexual behaviors emerging around this time. Joseph became what is known as a lurker. Uh, we would probably call this a peeping Tom. Still quoting him now. Uh, he's going to listen out for young couples having sex in their homes so that he can hear their sexual activity. I guess there's no windows in Amstetten or they, they're not, they don't block a lot of sound. Uh, everyone's just banging with the fucking windows open. That's, that's the way you bang in Austria. Um, like if you can't get a good cross breeze going while you're fucking just bumping uglies, you know, that's, that's not the European way. That South, that South Boulevard apartment. Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> see, we a we didn't have a crosswind because we were in an apartment, a cross breeze. But yeah, you gotta you gotta let that you gotta let that you gotta let that air out. Put the put the put the put the put the pheromones out to the neighbors. Um, he he's going to listen out for young couples having sex. Oh, everything I just said, by the way, was not the criminologist. That was not quoting that. That was from the book of John, um, and not that book of John. This is a different one, and you you don't get heaven in the end. Um. He's going to listen out for young couples having sex in their homes so that he can hear their sexual activity. He's also going to develop from that kind of behavior to exposing himself to women. So I, I guess... He's depicting the evolution, the evolution of the crime. So, so that is, is that something that happens? I mean, now we call those, I mean, granted the peeping and shit like that's fucked up and exposing all that shit, that's illegal. Yeah. But I mean, he's taking like voyeur tendencies and just like this is life. This is the way I do things. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't think it's textbook. I think, I, I think people in his state of mind tend to find their own road. 
Mm. You know, so maybe it was initially out of opportunity, and then he realized that, you know, he got excited from hearing it. Because so and many so people he, in Amstetten are banging with the windows open. <laughs> so he's just like, might as well. You know, and he <laughs> continued seeking it out, and that was no longer giving him a thrill. So then, you know, it's time to escalate it. That's right. what they talk about being a snowball is like, oh, once you've done one thing and it's, you know, you get desensitized to it, what's the next big thrill? What can I get off to next? Which is why we always have to, as, as best we can with what's known, you got to bring up the early years because mm-hmm. now, you know, in, in 2021, we know a lot of the things to look out for if that a child's exhibiting, yeah. you know, but, but certainly back then, but hell, even up to a few decades ago, wasn't very well known. You know, you just kind of thought you had a fucked up kid that, you know, maybe you didn't hit him hard enough, yeah. you know, shit like that. But no, dude, he's got cat skulls under the bed. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem that's not going to be solved with a belt to his ass. You need to get a doctor. You need to get somebody to figure something out and definitely keep an eye on him. Yeah, don't you know? leave that child alone. Don't never go, eh, he'll grow out of that. Like, <laughs> that's not going to change. Well, it's going to change, but it's just going to get worse. Yeah, it's going to evolve. Yeah, yeah, it's going to turn into other skulls under his bed. Uh, so, Joe, now we're getting to 1951. Uh, Fritzl's 16 years old. Uh, he now he's leaving Amstetten uh, for the city of Linz. Now, this was kind of tough to decipher. I'm not sure if he moved to Linz or he was working in Linz, which is only about a 40 minute commute from Amstetten. And later in life, he would for sure be living in Amstetten and working in Linz. So if he didn't move there, don't kill me. I'm just taking it the way it was written. It sounded like he actually relocated to Linz. Mm. Um, so he, he moved there and he actually became a technical assistant at an engineering company. So again, not a, he wasn't even a dumb kid. No. Mm-mm. Um, so in 56, Joseph meets, uh, Rosemarie Bear. He was 21 at the time and she was 17. Yeah. So, so, so from him Social being six- skills, at least there's kind of there too, cause he's getting a high paying job. You have to be able to socialize. So on a oh, yeah. normal, you know, on the outside facade, he has the capability and that's actually indicative of a sociopath. It's like that movie, American Psycho. Like Patrick Bateman, he's just like you know, you know, on the outside my facade, but you know, inside I'm simply not there. Mm. But that's that that's kind of the way when you hear what this man was able to fucking pull off, and believe me, he didn't hermit himself away when he was committing his fucking crimes, as you will know. This dude literally split person out. What he was on the inside, completely oblivious to everybody on the outside, and he he didn't have to hide it very hard. He was very. Good at it. Yeah, he just he just he knew how well to flip those switches. Yep. Um, and so, it's probably the same switch he used to have to flip back and forth on his own mother. You know, loving mother, loving mother. My mother's beating me, but I still love her. I still, you know, think very highly of her. Yeah. There's a there's a switch that has to be flipped on and off there. I mean, you you've you've got the BA in psych, so I'm not even going to question <laughs> you there uh, when it comes to that. But yeah, so he, 51 is when he gets this job at 16. 21. Or sorry, in 1951 is when he gets the job at 16. 1956. 1956 is when he re- meets Rosemarie, and he's 21. So at this point, for five years, roughly, staying out of trouble, no crimes, or certainly not... Uh, Nothing that he was picked up for. Right, right. You always have to assume that. But, I mean, some of these people are able to turn their shit off for a little bit. He may have been very busy with accomplishing stuff and really didn't think, I mean... You know, or didn't well, have that's time the to thing. Act upon. Well, no, I, where I say is like because they said around this time, um, 
you know, around the age of 15 is when he stood up against his mother. He is embrazened with new, with a new, you know, uh, sense of self. He's no longer the victim. Exactly. Now he's the victimizer. So Uh, that's when he starts becoming. Yeah. So that's when he starts picking up on these, you know, poor, um, or these maladaptive behaviors with, you know, being a peeping Tom and, you know, uh, showing himself to women. Feeling um, more bold. Yes, yes. And that's probably why he's able to even walk in on a job at 16 years old like that. He probably is already thinking very highly of himself. Right. And uh, a quote from Christine Ranner. This is uh, Rosemary's sister. Uh, speaking of Rosemary, uh, she never had a boyfriend before. Joseph was the first one. Uh, my first impression was good. He was friendly, nice, and young. I guess that mattered, but, you know, maybe old... It was different back then. You sometimes, you know, you'd have some big-ass age gaps there on, on some of these things. So uh, uh, that changed over the years. He became a despot. So, again, he starts letting that facade down after he's gained the trust. After he's got, you know, so... Because less than a year after they met, they Joseph and Rosemary married. Yeah. So, again, everybody's excited. Oh, Rosemary, she found this, this, this great guy. He's got all this shit going for him. He's young for some reason. And, you know, like, I guess Rosemary just had a bunch of old geriatric suitors come a-calling or something. He's like, she only attracted really old guys. Like, I don't know what it was. It was weird. Um, so, yeah, uh, so that was uh, 1956. Again, kind of another gap in history. We get to September of 1963. Uh, Joseph's got five kids with Rosemary. Uh, three kids, or sorry, no. Oh, sorry, only three kids. Sorry, only three kids at that point. Two daughters and a son. Yes. Um, at this time, he, he either moved back to Amstetten. Again, we were kind of unclear about that. Or he at least got his house in Amstetten. And this is the famous house that is involved in this story. Uh, the address is 40 Yibstras, I guess that's Y B B S T R A S S E. My American tongue does not know how to do that proper. I would think it's Yibstrasi. We'll go with that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. Wrong. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so, so at this point they, they, they get this and I mean, it's a, it's a decent sized house, you know, so he's actually really pretty from the outside. Yeah. He's, he's doing well for himself at this point. You know, he's got the, the three kids, you know, so they, they, it's even said like Joseph's career was going well, uh, and engineers were in high demand post war. Yeah. A lot of shit was destroyed. Structures. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so he's making some really good money. Uh, he was even sent to Ghana for a couple of years, uh, for work. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck went down in Ghana. That's a loaded question right there. <laughs> um, what hasn't probably went down in Ghana? I don't know enough about Ghana. Um, so we'll, you know, whatever. But so, he went and did that for a little bit, uh, but then when he got back, he his kids were a little bit older, and they were less dependent as as kids get help. We we have a ten year old, and sometimes I feel like he doesn't even fucking like me anymore because he just he doesn't need me for a lot of shit. You know, he's got his own friends, he's got his own hobbies and stuff, and like so I'm just like, well, fuck, man, like you know. Are we not friends anymore? Like, do you not like me anymore? But he's 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 turning into his own person. His kids are one to do. Um, but this this did not sit well with Joseph. No, it was a test to his control freak nature. Yeah, exactly. No, and 
that's the biggest problem with it is that he was thinking that he was coming back to where he was loved and admired for his role in the family. Two years, bitches, daddy's home. Exactly. Give me hugs. And, and everybody's so he, just like, fuck you, play an Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. So he comes into a situation where he feels a lack of control because he's been out of the picture for a couple of years. Right. And this sends him off into being very violent towards his own children. So this was a literally a trigger. Right, and and from what we saw, there was really no history of, of him even being an abusive father. I mean, they talk about him being a despot, you know, kind of like strong-fisted ruler of the house kind of thing. That doesn't always mean violence. Not necessarily, and also, too, we don't know what year that quote from Rosemary's sister was or, or when she found and came to that. So, I mean, that could have been way down the road. Or, you know, I mean, like I said, but we do know Joseph Fritzl is a controlling person. Yes. So a lot of people would think that's despotic behavior, even just being a, an overt control freak. Again, like you said, no violence or anything like that. Just simply being a control freak. Some people would feel that way. So now we're at April 8th, 1966. And this is the birth of Elizabeth Fritzl. Yes. And as you will know coming up, and if you don't know, if you know about this story already, you know who Elizabeth is. If not, bear with us. There's a reason why we're going to talk about Elizabeth a lot more. So, so Joe, kind of, kind of, Break down what's going on around Elizabeth's birth here. Okay, so right around the time she was born, um, Fritz was actually back working in Linz and commuting the 40 miles um, from Amstetten. Right. Uh, now, the city of Linz has a red light district. And bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> to, to all my working girls out there, you know what that means? Big props. Live fucking free. That's real fucking freedom right there. Is And I hope all of you are doing it because that's what you want to do. Exactly. Uh, if, you, if it's if you're doing that because that's what you want to do, yep. fuck yeah, you should be doing yep. that. It's your body, your fucking rules. Yep. Get it, girl and guy. And <laughs> everyone on the outskirts and in between, whatever you are getting your freak on out there for money, if it's your choice, fucking rock it. Exactly. Um, so... Obviously, these red light districts, is, or the red light district of Lens, is where Joseph could escape the scrutiny of the small town of Amstetten and indulge in his sexual interests. Right, and I don't know much about Austria. I, I, I know Vienna. Everybody fucking knows Vienna. Yeah. That's like the thing. Um, so, I, but yeah, supposedly Amstetten's pretty small town. I mean, I don't know what that means there versus here. But, I mean, obviously, Linz is much bigger. He's finding work opportunity there, even when he was younger. And they have a red light district. Like, if you know anything about European red light districts, they don't put those in fucking podunk places. Like no, that's it's those in are large towns. De- Decent-sized metro hubs and stuff like yeah. that. Certainly with a lot of coming and going, <laughs> no pun intended, God. clientele. The moment you said resist. it. Oh, I'm God. so sorry. Uh, Joe, wash, <laughs> wash everyone's ears out after what I said. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, here we are, uh, October 6th, 1967, uh, Joseph. About a year and a half later yeah, after y- Elizabeth's birth. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, jo- Joseph follows a young mother home and breaks in once she's asleep. So as, as we were saying, er, well, sorry, as you were saying earlier, again, what he was able, cause I mean, if uh, red light districts anywhere, there's legal prostitution, which if you're a red light district, you are, there's fucking rules, bro. Mm-hmm. They'll do some stuff. I mean, it's a, maybe on a per thing. So they'll they'll get freaky with you to a certain extent. Yeah. But they ain't going to fucking, they, you know, they may not be someone down there wanting you to even, even if they, uh, to let you like attempted rape them or something yeah. or even play, role play that. That is a thing. Yeah. Uh, it's called consent, non-consent. Yeah. And, and, and even if so, if you're, if your whole thing is about actually wanting to rape somebody, 
the playtime thing is eventually going to lose its thing. And it's like you said earlier about he just keeps progressing. It's just it one yeah. he gets it, then it's not enough. Got to keep going. Got to mm-hmm. keep going. And he's doing this unchecked. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at knife point, he rapes this young mother oh. with her child asleep next to them in a cot. That Ugh. is. Oh my gosh! And and we don't know the age of the kid. To no, be fair. no, we don't. But I was just sitting there thinking. I was just like the desperation that she probably was going through is like, dear God, all right, I'll do whatever. I hope to God my child doesn't wake up. Yeah. Or, or I hope to God he doesn't do anything to my kid. Oh. That that's what I'm saying. That that's what. And then when I was typing mm. it, that was the whole reason I was going. Holy fucking hell, man. Yeah, and I mean, and the, the tr- with where we're going with this guy, literally, this is this is fucking nothing. This no. is bush league shit compared yeah. to where he goes. Yeah, uh, but he was caught. Yeah, he yeah he was caught, but he only received eighteen months, and he only ended up serving like less than a year. Like what the fuck, man? I, it's good to know that not just the United States' government <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, well, and you you found this that under Austrian law, unless a conviction is is for a life sentence, yep. it's it's stricken from a person's record after fifteen years, automatically drops off. Now, that's actually a pretty good law. In 95% of the cases, it's a good law. There should be exceptions to it. There be, honestly, there should be something like that here for nonviolent I, crimes. Uh, yeah, that would be my whole thing. And, and, and violent crimes would cover a lot of shit. Yeah. Just that one term alone, nonviolent crimes. So, so, again, if someone gets popped doing something when they're 17, 18 years old, nobody got caught with some selling some drugs, DUI, something like that. The shit should eventually come, just should fucking completely fall the fuck off your record. If you really want to give society yeah, a second chance. Yeah, we buy chances. a fucking attorney, get yes. an expungement. But no, this, it should this be is, automatic. This is America. We have prisons for profits. And if you don't believe that, fucking turn me off right now because your fucking head's in the sand, bro yep. or broette or whatever the fuck you are. But that's, that's so yeah, so it goes away eventually for him. And again, like you even said, apart from it going off of his record, the dude... Served less than a year. Yeah. Well, on top of that, so he gets a slap on the wrist from the prison system. Right. And then he gets a slap on the wrist from his own fucking wife. He doesn't get a slap on the wrist from Rosemary. This is fucking disgusting to me. He gets a full on, like, I don't even know what to fucking call it. Yeah, yeah. So she forgives Joseph, visits him while he's in fucking prison, and once he was released, never mentioned the incident again. No, motherfucker. No. No. It, I, I'm sorry, but if you'd done something like that, the moment they'd have locked you up, I was like, I hope the fuck they fry your fucking ass. But, right. Yeah, as a normal wife. <laughs> as a normal You human, did that to another human being. A rape. In front of the, her child. If I'd have gotten all those details, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it had been over with. I wouldn't want you around my kids. I want you. I wouldn't want you in the same goddamn state as me. Fuck you. But no, this dumb bitch fucking says, oh, we're just not going to bring it up. It was just in the past. No, Fuck you. And and again, not making excuses for her because she decided how to let it affect it. But this is probably the overtime Joseph's mind control, his his overbearingness uh, per her sister, his despot esque behavior. You know, no, could have worked. That. She had the perfect opportunity to get gone. Well, I understand that, but it, we we say we should at least bring it up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Again, mm-hmm. she she's on her own for how she decided to act, especially in this instance, because if she had a problem with that, she had the perfect way. To be without him, but again, much like we were talking about last episode with John Edward Robinson and his wife, Fritzel's making bank. How mm. much is she losing it for that as well? We know, I mean, we know some some people, men and women, to be fair, 
who have put up with some bullshit from their partner yeah. because God of the money. Goddamn gold diggers. Goddamn gold diggers. And, you know, so so it is what it is, but fuck her. That's that's yeah. awful. Like, no, that's rape. Just that's. Yeah, but but the thing was, he, he learned from none of it because he really was not punished. And then a little, I guess, I don't think they actually even say exactly when after his release, but no. Fritzl tried to rape again. Her name was Maria Neuenbauer. He attacked her on her way home from work, but she ended up fighting him off. Right. So she got lucky. Yeah. But when she reported to the police, Fritzl's, you know, he was never identified for it. Right. And this certainly wasn't in that 15, after that 15 year period of it dropped off of the record so i mean maybe he had a good this alibi is the years before computers too right but you would think that they would like hey this dude you know got out a few years ago but again i, I it's like you said that the, a more well, chaotic record keeping huh the mo has changed though um from there's no under- longer a b and e exactly. beforehand too, exactly so. he didn't wait until she was in a prone position you know asleep or at least in her home when her defenses are, are down they're talking about he followed her only a short distance it seems and attacked her pretty much shit you know down an alley or something right so and in 67 is when he did the rape so 68 depending on what month or whatever oh sorry it was december of 67 when he did it depending on how long the trial was he's getting out at the end of 68 early 69 um sorry um and then this whole thing with maria neubauer but nothing ever happens from it so uh little else is really talked about from that point then we get to around the end of 1972 and at this point um they've now had three more kids because i believe they had three, yeah, they had two girls and a boy before Elizabeth. Elizabeth's number four, and they've had three more since then. So by the end of 72, Fritzl's got seven kids running around. Um, he was still a very successful professional, so I, shit didn't get out about the rape. No. Even the year-ish away didn't really do anything to he deter. He went on a sabbatical probably. Maybe, Ugh. maybe, uh, you know, like what do they, what do they do when they go away for exhaustion? You know, like, you know like, he probably, probably fucking just deep it out with that. But uh, he's a successful professional, a wealthy and well-respected member of the Amstetten community. Uh, his neighbors and colleagues describe him as hardworking, polite, and affectionate. That affectionate blew my fucking you know mind. Like, bl- really? You know, every time like anyone says that, like a kid's around, they're like. Pfft, yeah, fucking right. You don't know this fucking <laughs> asshole when we get home. You get a little fucking you get a fucking shot or two of aquavit and some fucking sauerkraut in this motherfucker and he goes ham. You know, um so, so then we get to 1973. Yeah, so a year later, uh Fritzl uh Fritzl decides to set up a side business. Right. This is how successful and it's not just anything. He buys a fucking hotel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um the Sea Stern guest house next to the Mondesi Lake in Salzkammer. Sals Sals that's S-A-L-Z-K-A-M-M-E-R-G-U-T. For those of you who may speak a little Austrian or like you know, these fucking under I know I'm doing a Russian accent. I don't know. Well, Austria is from where Arnold Schwarzenegger's saw like, salamander. These fucking unrefined fucking Americans can't fucking say our fucking town names. <laughs> I literally <laughs> saw a salamander, <laughs> hammer, and gut. That's all I saw when I looked at that. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, uh, Saul's hammer gut is how yeah. it's pronounced. <laughs> it's how it's spelled. I know that's not how it's pronounced. <sighs> uh, but it's a three-story hotel with 40 bedrooms. This motherfucker is not buying a little fucking B&E. No, like, he's no. buying some fucking property. Yeah, but it wasn't a success. 
That was a thing. Like, <laughs> so when he he got financially into trouble, the place caught fire and burned down. Don't you down. hate when that happens? When yeah. your unsuccessful business that's probably well insured catches fire, right? And not in the oh, good way. Shucks. Yeah. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Next time. Uh, yeah, the authorities did suspect an insurance scam, but never managed to prove anything. So that's, he got lucky. That's still kind of even hard to prove today, especially if they if it was bought well enough in advance and like they can't detect, you know, like uh, what are they, the accelerants, accelerants and stuff like that. Not don't do it. Don't go doing it. And being like, all right, get insurance now. Nearly John said all, to get insurance now, and then we'll actually, do it in like I think three years. all accelerants now can be detected outside of like jet fuel, and jet fuel only reason because it burns so at such a high degree that it wipes everything else out. So if you burn down your business with jet fuel, remember Joe told you that. <laughs> Not John. Joe if Jonathan dies in a house fire that looks like it's an accident, we know who did it. That's better than prison rape. <laughs> you know me. You're tough. You can handle it. You'll be the one using the toilet brush on them other broads. I I will be the brush E. I have got too I much. I may or may not enjoy that, but hey. I've got a bubble butt. They'll they'll eat me alive. I will be a fucking snack when I go in there and I'll cry and I'll look weak. I am not made for prison. I will. I'll hang, smell the fear on I'll, you. I'll, I'll try to hang myself with fucking air. I will. I do don't know anything. exactly what grin you'll do too. That little nervous grin, like. <laughs> <laughs> you say that's my roommate, huh? <laughs> the one that's over there doing pull-ups with his chin. Mm. <laughs> I really hope he's compensating with those muscles, and he's just hanging a field mouse down there. Because if not, I am gonna die tonight in ways I don't want to. No, you're just gonna shit yourself. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, just just poop. Solitary come Just poop. Don't wipe. <laughs> And if they really want it bad enough, they got to work for it <laughs> and put up with a lot of problems. Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> um, approximately five, year, five years later in 78, right. Fritzl decides to start expanding the family home. So he got putting the insurance in, put, Putting money. that insurance money to work now. See, yeah. that's making your money work yeah. for you. You yeah. ain't working for your money. This guy Maybe could've... that was his intention the whole time. Because I don't see him investing into a business that he didn't do a lot of his own research on. And was like, well, hey, I've devised a plan, a way of expanding my cellar. I mean, that wouldn't... It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise he, me. He definitely wouldn't be the first, but I'm not... You know. I'm just theorizing. No, here. no, yeah. Well, we, yeah. we don't know that. But yeah, yeah, so he wants to expand the family home. Yeah. He's... Well, well, and not only that, but he kind of... Maybe he really did want to own a hotel, because as we go into here... Uh, he wanted a roof terrace put on the house. And like I said, this is a decent, this is still the same house we talked about he bought at 40. Yeah, but that would do. It looks like a brownstone. Huh? It, it kind of looks, looks like an no, old it's, school brownstone. Well, it's separated, though. It's not like butted right up against others. There's no, some, no, there's some yard there. Th- I know. It's like the structure of it. Gotcha. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he wanted a roof terrace and an extension so that he could put nine new flats. Flats are what <laughs> Europeans call apartments. Yep. They're not necessarily flat. I'm sure they probably have. You know, pitchy, shoddy hardwood floors that have angles. So you know, it's not it's not like that. But that's what they call them there. So he he wanted to do he wanted to do that uh, with nine new flats for tenants. Wanted to rent them out. Uh, he, and he also got planning permission, Joe, mm-hmm. for a very large cellar. Yep. Uh, also in 1978, Elizabeth uh, she was now 11 years old, mm-hmm. um, and. Fritzl has said, this isn't a quote, but he has stated that um, her demeanor reminded him of himself when he was a boy, Yeah, uh, which is not good if we know that. I mean, I doubt very seriously she was exhibiting his problematic thoughts and intentions, 
But I think more or less that he The repression. Have, she was reacting yes. against the repression that he experienced himself. Yes. And he, so he saw a lot of himself in her. He's seeing but him he as his mother. It. Yeah. It, yeah. That's he's the yeah, he's up not thing getting that. That it's not good. It's not good, dude. You are yeah. you are raped you're people. Fucking your kid up. You're a terrible person and now you're like, Oh, I'm making another me. Uh, warning, warning, danger. Yeah. Um he he believed they had a real special connection and, and he started becoming obsessed with her. Yeah, that, and that that kind of turned my stomach even right yeah. down. Um, he actually would often spy on her and constantly demanded to know where she was at all times. Right. So here comes in the control factor. Right, and he's got seven kids. And, and again, he, Fritz was a control freak. So I'm sure the other kids were getting it bad, but that none of them were getting it like Elizabeth because no. that became like that was his obsession yeah. she literally was his obsession he yeah. was obsessed with his daughter the apple of his eye Ugh. yeah no no i, I it kind of made me sick saying it um so Ugh. the first time elizabeth is raped is it, in 1978 yeah, same year so she's same 11 year. is yeah. when he started it yeah. and he <clears throat> prepared her uh by leaving pornographic magazines under her pillow. Now, prepared is quoted because that was how he described it yes, to the forensic he, he, psychologist. So he he knew he was grooming her. He was yeah. getting her primed and ready for this. Like, willfully and knowledgeably and, and knowingly was doing this. Yeah. To make N- her aware of, of the things that were going to happen. Right, right. And yeah. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure to, to get her more comfortable with it in a way I, who fucking knows the, the the inner workings of this mind but so yeah so she's going to bed and feeling something under a pillow and there's porno mags there yeah um after this he he started to expose himself to her on several occasions uh and and this eventually led up to the the sexual abuse and rape again that we said you know she was 11 at the time in 1978 was the first uh time according i'm guessing to him and and maybe to her as well uh, that this had happened. Uh, but Elizabeth, unfortunately, like a lot of other victims, particularly at this age, yeah. she never said anything to anybody. Yeah, and it's not just the age. It's the environment that she's being raised in. And, like, everything around her is being controlled to a minute detail. And so she probably felt as though she had nobody to turn to, that there was no point because if her father found out, she would get it ten times worse. And if you compound all that on yeah. a young mind, you you have the perfect victim, unfortunately. Do, do, do they sometimes feel like they they've just kind of got to wait out the wreck? Like, I mean, you're 11 at this point. Uh, they talk about a lot of internal blaming that the victim... Like, I did something wrong to make him... Want do- to do this to me. Fuck, man. Yeah. So, and <sighs> the whole preparing thing, man, it, it's indicative also of the training because it's right. like he's setting up her path. Like, you're going to look at these porn magazines. I'm going to expose myself to you. And then I'm going to take advantage of you on a physical level. And you have no control over this situation because Uh. I'm the man in control. And all of it, I know. And it, while I was writing this, that's what kind of went through my my mind. And I kept on going, fucking hell, this poor girl. Yeah. Uh, Fritzel, this is a legit quote from Joseph Fritzel. I knew that Elizabeth did not want the things I did to her. I knew that I was hurting her. But but the urge to be finally able to taste the forbidden fruit was too strong. It was like an addiction. Ah, oh, Jesus. 
Fucking hell. Joe, you do the next quote. <laughs> you do the next quote. It's I, I should have done the next one. You should have took the fucked up one. Why did I, I do that to myself? Go ahead. I know. Honestly, though, that one always makes me tear up just slightly because I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, so, because it, it just proves that he knows it. He knows it. I, he's hey, sane. Hey, I know this is wrong, but I have to fucking do it. We've all thought insanely fucked up shit. We've had thoughts. I, I'll be the first one to admit it if you don't want to, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear me say this and go, yep, he's right. I've had thoughts in my fucking head that immediately freaked me the fuck out wanting to know where that thought even come from. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. We all possess those abilities to have those thoughts. But he's sitting there and being like, I have these thoughts and I must act upon them. Fuck this dude. Well, <sighs> I wouldn't say it's that black and white either. And I'm not, and in no way am I defending this horrible person. But the problem so is. Your psychologist is showing no. <laughs> your psychology degree. Oh, absolutely no, no, go not. Ahead, go ahead. Shit. Sorry. Um, what I was going to make the point of is that a sociopath's internal dialogue is a lot different than a normal human being. So we can have a, a, like this horribly gruesome thought just pop in, like you said, and be like, holy shit, why did I even think of that? But his mind dwells on it. It's, it, go, it ruminates. It, it, it progresses. It grows. And it becomes not only just a thought, but then becomes an inception. Unlike us, where we're like, fucking push it out of my mind. I shouldn't so, have even yeah, thought our, about our it. Our fucked up fl- thoughts Fleet. They, they go real quick and they're gone and yes. we're right back. But it doesn't for them. No. So and he's qu- having this internal dialogue with himself from a childhood where he was the only kid with people who think he's a different person. He has nobody to really bounce an idea off of. You so, know how you've even came to me and like, I had this fucked up thought. Am I fucked up? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and we could bounce that. <laughs> you're not I, fucked up. You just had a fucked up thought. Yeah, exactly. And we can have that bounce back and forth, inter- that outside dialogue. He has none of it. To be, to be fair, Joe and I have been together for a decade and a half. If you have not been with your partner for a significant amount of time, do not go up to me like, I had this fucked up thought and lay it on him. <laughs> you may be single by the end of that night. Yeah. <laughs> Earn that motherfucking trust. Or find a homeless person, somebody really drunk, anything. <laughs> someone that won't remember it. Or, yeah, something. Just, yeah, but, but be easy with that. So really quickly, and I want you to do this very fucking, and, and do it in a dumbed down fashion real quick because I always get these twisted in some of the others. What is the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? Because it's almost one of those like where you're like, well, is it fascism or socialism or communism? <laughs> like what's, like, you know. That's the same thing for me. I Half the time I can't even remember the difference between the, and you also know how horrible my dyslexia is. So a sociopath, uh, I think, has no empathy, has the social social constructs to behave normal in society um but has no no remorse they don't give a shit that they're doing it yeah they can be very aware that what they're doing is wrong and not give a fuck yeah and now a psychopath i want to believe does not really know the difference between right and wrong and they really don't give a shit and something's completely disconnected and they're the ones who go on shooting sprees all right, well, so. if you're a psychopath... <laughs> and I could be entirely wrong, because, sh- I mean, sh- I graduated in 2012, and God knows I have not done a single fucking thing in psychology since I got that degree. Well, if you're a psychopath, <laughs> email us or message us and tell us why you're not yeah, a sociopath. Yeah, spread the dread podcast at gmail.com. And if you're a sociopath, email or message us and tell us why you're not a psychopath. That'd be <laughs> very fucking beneficial. Um, so... Uh, Another uh, uh, another quote. This is actually from Elizabeth's childhood friend, Krista Haberci. We knew that several things in the family were not okay. Well, one sensed it, but you didn't talk about it. He had a strictness in his face. 
sinister eyes, no smile, no kindness. So there we go again. His friends and neighbors and colleagues, they're all like, this guy's fucking awesome. But another child, because yeah. kids don't fucking play with that shit, man. Kids no, can sense kids that can shit. No, kids can really pick up on shit. Right. She's even sitting there being like, look, like, I mean, we're friends with Elizabeth. We didn't know what all was, was you know, was happening, but we, we knew something wasn't right. Like, we didn't like this dude. We looked at him, and you could just see the shit in his eyes. Whereas adults are like, they're more about, like, the actions that's being performed in front of them. Oh, no, his, his kids are well-dressed. They He's got a nice house. He's got a very good career. Uh, you know, they they came to my barbecue last July 4th. I don't know what that is in Austria. Uh, you know, he's a fucking great guy. Where kids, they, they like, she was talking about the eyes, the face, the, 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 the features of him she could tell. Did I ever tell you I got a hairdresser arrested when I was eight years old for that very reason? Yeah. Because he... No. Okay. So he, you didn't like his eyes. No. This is this is the whole thing of kids sensing things and like Jonathan. You know, I'd already kind of brought up. I went through some shit when I was a kid. So I've always been the type that's been more of a wallflower. I watch people, and, and I can usually tell if I'm going to like somebody within the first like fifteen to twenty minutes of meeting them. And you I can are tell, an insanely judgmental person. Yes, but it's you, been you, you, spot got, fucking you, on. I, not yeah. spot. You you are far more right than wrong. At least when it comes to the people that I've wanted to interact yes. with. Yes, very much. <laughs> We'll leave so, it there. Yeah, so um, I do not have good judgment. Like I, I like no one showed up with candy in a van when I was a kid, and that's a good thing <laughs> because I'd have been like, like if he'd have brought me candy, I'd have been like, so dude, like, do you have a van where we could go eat this candy? Like I'm the, I'm, I am not. I'm <laughs> everybody I meet. I'm like, not. there's a new friend. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so we were driving from Southern Illinois up to Effingham, Illinois, to go see my uh, grandfather, his brother, and their mother, my great grandmother. Mm. Um, we stopped on our way, and I don't know, it may have been north of Mount Vernon, Illinois, to so that my brother and my dad could get haircuts on the road up. Um, we're sitting at this... I don't know of many road road trip pit stops he for haircuts. He knew the area. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so he knew the area. He took an exit, and that's the hair place that he was aware of. So they went there just to get a quick trim up. Okay. Um, I remember sitting there, and a guy walks from behind the desk, you know, the little kiosk thing, and goes to water a plant. But the way he looked at me, I immediately burst out into fucking tears. And oh. my dad, uh, yeah, my dad was like, what is wrong with you? He pulls me back outside, and I was like, Dad, I was like, I don't feel good in there. I was like, I don't like that man. I don't like how he looked at me. And Dad tried pulling me in, and I started screaming fucking bloody murder. Wow. So here comes, all of a sudden, the hair was, salon Was manager. this before or after everything that kind of came out after after. You. Okay, okay. Yeah, so this is after. I just wanted to make sure, like, if your dad was aware, you know. Okay, no, he wasn't ahead. aware. No, he wasn't aware yet. I didn't come out about everything until I was almost uh, 13. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but the things that had happened to me, it had already happened. Gotcha, okay. But I'm screaming fucking bloody murder, and the salon manager comes up and is asking me what's wrong, and I tell her. Well, come to find out, she got my dad's home number, and I think maybe it was six months later, come to find out that he should have never been hired, that he was a predator. He, Ooh. Yeah. So he should Had a record? Yeah. He had Ugh. a record towards kids. Jesus. So that solidified my whole thing about having judgment on people at a really young age is like, if I don't get a good vibe from you, fuck off. I do not want you anywhere near me. There's three feet of personal space. And there's a reason why that's there. Yeah, Joe, Joe does not judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Joe judges a book off of the spine of the cover. Joe judges a book based off of who published the book. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. So, so if you ever meet now, she's friendly. 
Yeah. She, she, she won't bite, but yeah, now, it, it, but if you've, if you've hung around her for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and suddenly you're like, I don't think she likes me. She doesn't like you. Yeah, probably don't. She doesn't want to be mean about it, Mm-mm. but at that, yeah. So just, just for a future warning. And so, then I'll give Jonathan a very detailed description, step right, by step of I'll come, what I didn't like. Because I'll come home and be like, how great was this person? And, and I'm like, just like, nope. And here's why. And now <laughs> I'm just like, so you're telling me. I can't go play with them. And you're like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you know, uh, so, all right. So let's, let's get back on track here. Okay. Uh, so now we're at September of 1981. All right. So this, this is 78 when everything is starting with Elizabeth. So we're three, we're three years past. We got to assume everything's kept going. Yeah. You know, if he's, he's she didn't say now. anything to yeah. anybody, so he's probably still getting away with it. Yada, yada. Um, at this point, Elizabeth starts a tourism and gastronomy course in Waldeg, which is a, cal- a town about 12 miles away from Am- Amstetten. Yeah, Amstetten. There we go. I'm getting it. There we go. Um, I don't know what all that entails. I mean, I used I know that used to you would graduate at 16, like from high school, which is yeah. why like when he went at 16, Joseph Fritzel, and got his job, he was out of high school. He didn't drop out and go get that. He was done with school. Um, there's still plenty of countries, if I'm not mistaken, that you at 16 you you've graduated. Yeah, you pretty much don't have seventh and eighth grade. Right. Yeah. Um. So, but at this point, so she she's doing these courses there. I'm I'm assuming commuting and all of that other stuff. But the thing is, is that she's starting to get more independent. You yeah. know, she's a teenager now, and you know, she's spending some time away from even her town, um, and away from her parents and stuff. So she had started working at a like a, a, a petrol station, station yeah. gas petrol is what european european people call gas because unlike us refined you know very knowledgeable people uh they don't use they don't want to use the same word for 17 things so they call it petrol maybe if you fart it's still gas over there i'm not sure uh but yeah so she's working at a a, you know like a restaurant that's inside of a gas station there uh to help support herself you know making a little money and stuff like that probably paying for college courses i I mean i assume you're paid for college over there i don't know uh, yeah but we all got that streak around that time you know wanting to start earning your own money yeah she's like 14 15 years old of working age hell yeah you're gonna you want your own money but this independence of elizabeth terrified joseph he's quoted as saying i had to do something I had to create a place where I could keep Elizabeth by force if necessary away from the outside world. Folks, that ain't fucking good because that's exactly what Joseph Fritzl did. And that brings us to January 28th, 1983, the first time Elizabeth runs away from home. Well, to be fair, first and last. Yeah give you that uh yeah so she was underage a warrant obviously was issued for her return they found her in vienna and returned her back to her parents and And she was she's just barely underage i think at the age of adulthood there again with the graduating at 16 she's gonna turn 16 later that year she was born uh so yeah in 81 she was 14 so in 83 but this is the beginning of 83 so she's still technically yeah to the best of my knowledge, I would imagine if you can go off and get a job and probably graduate high school seemingly at 16, because obviously you don't become a, an engineer's assistant having dropped out of high school yeah. like Joseph did when he was 16. Uh, she's, she's just a few months away, but she's still technically underage. Yeah, but Joseph is said to have promised her she'll never run away again. Right. You said that she was found in Vienna? Yeah, in yeah. Vienna. The, the only place... The, the, the only place in Austria I know, and I think they make those little canned sausages. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, 
I assume. Oh, God. Anyways. That's probably made in like Vienna, Mississippi. So that was in January. (laughs) white trash food, and I will eat them. Sorry. Sorry. Go. Go. I'm sorry. Sorry. So uh, that was in January. By summer of 83, the cellar has been completed. Now, Joe, Mm. it's just a cellar. Yeah. There's no... Why are we mentioning a cellar being completed? Well... Per Fritzel, mm-hmm. Herr Joseph Fritzel, uh, he said the cellar's going to be used as a workshop and some storage. Now, now he still did build the, the tenant area. He did all that shit. I'm guessing his roof terrace he was wanting, but he built the things for the tenants. Yep. So this was part and parcel of all of that stuff. He got permission, I'm guessing, you know, permits and shit to build. Um, so he said, hey, it's going to be a workshop and storage for it. Makes total sense. You've got nine flats that you're renting out you got to keep up with you're gonna have to be able to do some repairs and shit and, he, and don't forget he's an engineer and yeah. an electrician so he can do most of these repairs himself yeah so it this is makes total fucking sense but however <laughs> the 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 cellar is is really complex and there's cupboards cabinets if you're if you're you know from the south like me um Cupboards are what you put Indian figurines in, and they come to life. Um, and if anyone knows what I'm talking about, that was a sad movie and a great book. Uh, but the, the the cupboards had doors inside the cupboards. Yeah. So the doors were behind the cupboard doors. Yeah, so you would open the cupboard door, and, then and there's a door, door like Alice in Wonderland type fucking shit, shit yeah. uh, that would lead to narrow corridors that you could only crawl through. Mm-hmm. So it's funky. Uh, but again, like we said, Fritzl had a history of engineering and, and electrical, uh, being an electrician. So he had actually installed electric locks that could only be opened using a special code and activated only by a remote control that he kept with them. Yeah. Or with him. Mm. He so, crossed his T's and dotted his I's for this. Dungeon. Right, and again, if you haven't heard of this, you're like, that's a really fucking complex cellar. Why the fuck would he need all this? Hold on, we're we're we are right there at it. So, Joe, we're we're in May of that year. Yeah. And so, so wait, wait, no, wait. Uh, May no, May 19- the next year. Yeah, May of 1984. May of yeah. 1984. Okay. Um. So this is when Elizabeth tells her family she's moving in with her sister in Lens. Right now, obviously, Joe. This freaks Joseph out. You know, um, yeah, she's not going to be under that thumb, not yeah. under his roof, yeah. not in, under his eye. And uh, again, we have to keep assuming that the sexual abuse was still going on. Yeah. There's honestly no reason for it to have stopped because exactly. she's not saying anything to anybody. He's he would have he, clearly there's no record. They don't even really bring it up. So it's kind of a <laughs> foregone conclusion at this point that. Who knows how many more times this has been happening to this poor girl? Yeah, and um, also too, it's it said that he was fearful of her being free of his daily control, and that she may go public with his abuse. Ah, there so you to go. me, that yeah, it means that it, it was ongoing. Um, but in that moment, that's when he decides to finally imprison her. Right. So Elizabeth makes this announcement. At, at this point, she would have been right around or almost seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Says, I'm going to go live with, uh, uh, there were two daughters born before her. So one of her older sisters is living in Linz. Again, we said it's about 40 minutes from, from Amstetten. Amstetten. I'm going to question it every single time. I keep wanting to say Amstel because of the beer. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever even fucking had that beer. But that's just how fucked up I am, I guess. Um, 
so yeah, jo- Joseph decides, all right, this 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 is it. This is yeah, this yeah. is this has got to happen. So in August, so August twenty eighth, nineteen eighty four. So this is several months later. You know, uh, same exact year. Elizabeth is eighteen years old at this point. Oh, so I was I was behind a year. So yeah, yeah she's yeah. eighteen. Yeah, in so yeah. Okay. Um, he res- er, asks Elizabeth to come into a study, and right. with her back to him is when he chloroforms her and takes her to the prepared <laughs> prison cell. Yes, yes, dude, like prison straight, cellar, straight like a fucking Disney villain. Fucking chloroforms his daughter and takes her to the cellar. Uh, he chains her up, and when she finally comes to, he forces her to write a letter, Joe. Yeah. The letter actually stated she was a runaway, or that she was running away to join a fucking cult. Like, how prevalent are fucking cults? I don't know. I mean, again, this is Austria. The, my first thing is, hey, it's August. Less than three months ago, Elizabeth said she was going to go live with her sister. Yeah. Why has so, it changed? So yeah. Why has it changed? But again, it, it's, I'm sure, fuck, maybe someone listening to us has someone in their family or that they knew who joined a cult. But I would imagine the decision to leave and be with that cult would be a rash decision to others around it. So uh, it is what it is. But I, I just really, uh, to me, even if I was, if I knew the guy, from that point on, I would be real sus, like really suspicious of his family in fucking general. Like, okay, you know, really, like she just, and 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 it, and it I got, it, but it worked. Yeah. The the letter, the letter fucking worked that she was going to go in and yeah join and, a cult. Yeah, and he goes as far as to drive like a hundred miles outside of Amstetten to actually mail this fucking letter. Right, unlike. Last week, John Edward Robinson, when they were traveling the world, but he kept mailing the fucking letters from Kansas, Kansas City. City. No, dude, that's what I'm saying. Fritzel, fucking smart. Yeah, he is smart. He's he is he's thought of fucking everything. There's that engineering mind, though. Yeah, probably probably. Well, or sorry, the engineering is not what caused it. But that's probably why he was such a good engineer. Yeah. The details. Yeah, that's every serial killer. And again, the variables. Fritzl, he considered Fritzl, all those variables. Right. Yeah. Serial. Fritzl's not a serial killer, but that's usually what catches up every serial killer is they get sloppy. They don't cross it. They have too much confidence. Fritzl has confidence, and he has the fucking shit to back it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he goes and posts the letter. Uh, while Elizabeth's in prison, uh, Fritzl is starving her, beating her, torturing her, and obviously repeatedly raping her. Uh, and to ensure her compliance, he, he, he keeps her chained to, to walls for various lengths of time. Um, (sighs) I know. So as the rapes continue, Elizabeth becomes pregnant. And her first pregnancy results in a miscarriage, but the second pregnancy, Fritzel leaves her alone to deal with it. He pretty much chucks, you know, a a book about childbirth, (sighs) a few diapers, a towel, and a pair of scissors. And he's like, here, deal with it. Literally. Like, he literally... Gave her those items. Gave her those items. She she miscarries the first one. So, he... he, Yeah. He doesn't stop. The, the, him impregnating his own fucking daughter is is doesn't do anything to him. No. Uh, so she gets pregnant again. No remorse. And at this point, he's like, "All right, well, here's a book on how it's done. Here's a few accessories and a, I guess a pair of scissors to cut the umbilical cord or mm-hmm. what the fuck ever else." Yeah. Uh, but 
Elizabeth successfully delivers her first child with her father, Joseph Fritzl, yeah. um, in 1988. Yeah, Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten. Yeah, uh, yeah man. And, and what? The, two years later? Yeah, yeah, two years later, 1990. Yeah. Uh, again, this is not. This is not stopping him. There's kids, and if you think, well, what's he doing with the kids? What's he doing with his own kid? That's what he's doing with the kids. These kids are being raised in this. He basically built a labyrinth inside uh, inside of a cellar under his house with a miniaturized house. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, originally it was was, just, yeah. It was more of like a dungeon. Yeah. But he keeps my... but Sorry, there's kids. I'm, I'm getting ahead. Uh, no, yeah, you're getting, getting ahead. ahead. But if you want to talk about the kids and what they were doing doing during all of this, they were witness. Yes, yes, they were. They were down there with their mother. So this became normal occurrence. For yeah, them. and as as 1990, she has her second child with her father. This is Stefan Fritzl. Um, another two years later, August of 92, a third child is born. Uh, the only reason. I guess that we know the month even that this third child's name is Lisa that we know about the month she was is because Lisa was born with, with a really bad heart defect. Yeah. Um, a quote from professor David Wilson, a criminologist. I'm pretty sure that, like I said, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting all these names. So if I've quoted before, I'm going to keep saying that. So get over it and, and just call me an idiot. And it's true. Uh, but per- quoted Joseph is worried that this so-called soundproofed seller is not going to be able to cope with a small baby who is constantly in pain and therefore constantly crying. He is not concerned about the heart defect as a health issue. Or that the child's going through pain. Yes, and could die. I mean, it's a heart defect. You don't fuck around with your fucking heart. Yeah. His concern is, fuck, she's going to blow my cover. Yeah. If she's crying too much, maybe someone... Again... I said that he's got tenants. I don't. I don't know. Some of the tenant. Well, so yeah. So the tenant stuff was built on as part of his house. Yeah. So above Elizabeth, when all this shit's going up, there's people renting rooms and shit. Yep. So naturally, he's got. He again. This is this is the smart in him. It's he's he's so confident in himself and and that he even says, you know, maybe there's a weak spot in here somewhere. Maybe there's a spot. Maybe it just this this one person in this one room at this exact right time of day with this baby crying so much and so loud, they're gonna hear something. Yeah. So at this point, Joe, what does Fritzel have his daughter, the mother of three of his children now, what does he have her do? He forces her to write a letter. Another letter. Yeah. But what's on this letter? So he has her write this letter claiming that she can't care for um for the child and asks now her family to k- take care she's, of said child. She's still in the cult. Yeah, still, still in the, in the cult. cult. Can't take care of this kid. Yeah. Uh so in the Le- Lisa and the letter were placed on the doorstep of the house, you know, the upstairs the, house. Yeah. Um and then once found Lisa was given emergency surgery to correct the heart defect. So in that regard at least in a weird way even though that wasn't his intention, at least this poor child didn't have to she was at least um she didn't have to go through living in the dungeon. Let's say that. 
Right. And I mean, yeah, you got to look at that kind of stuff as fucked up as it is. But I mean, when you're talking about a story this fucked up, any kind of silver lining is is yeah. worth noting. So because yeah. when she recovered, you know, Rosemarie Fritzel's wife was then responsible for taking care of her. He, you know, right. she was raised which, by Rosemarie, which is I mean, God damn. This dude is living. I mean, you could not live Two more distinctive lives. I know, right? And where they're intersecting at this point is that the his daughter with his his daughter Elizabeth is chained downstairs in the cellar. He has fathered three kids with her. The third kid is now being raised by his own wife, Elizabeth's mother, up right above her. Yeah. <sighs> Are you getting why they called him a monster and why I'm sitting here saying that's not even fucking strong enough? Cookie Monster's a monster. He likes cookies. Even Oscar in the fucking trash can's a monster. He's just a little crabby. Joseph Fritzl's, I mean, like, not even a religious aspect. He's a goddamn antichrist, man. I don't under-fucking-stand. It's fucked up no matter what, but but you're, you're doing this to your fucking flesh. Well, that's the thing. It's just another human being. A human being in general. It's fucked up regardless, but yeah. I, I I can at least fathom when when somebody is fucking psychotic or sociopathic, which we, we don't know, whichever one, <laughs> and does this kind of shit to another person. It's still fucked up. There's no excuse for it. It doesn't demean it or belittle it in any way, shape, or form. But at least at that point, you don't know any... This motherfucker heard her first words. Watched her take her first steps. Dropped her off on her first day at school. Yeah. And he's doing this shit to her. Yeah. He didn't look at it or at her as like his daughter, something to care for. It was his point of obsession, you know? So at this point, the, the seller's starting to get cramped. There's two kids down there. He basically, as far as the functional living space of this seller... Because a lot of this cellar, you can go and find it online. A lot of it was just fucking misleading doors and shit to confuse yeah. people. Yeah. But there generally was a workshopish looking area, and it did have other uses. Like I said, again, it was a massive fucking cellar. Yeah. So uh, it's it's going to get cramped. There's two kids that are growing up. Uh, you got Elizabeth down there. Uh, Fritzl starts converting more of the space and tries to start making it more like a a house under his house. Yeah, for Elizabeth and the kids. Um, he starts installing like frig- refrigerators uh, at this point, finally starts bringing the kids some toys yeah. and shit like that. Uh, it says flowers, but there's no goddamn sunlight getting into this place. Yeah. So I, I, I maybe just to brighten up the room, maybe he was refreshing them and kept bringing well, them. We don't even know like if that. these are real flowers. It could have been yeah. just artificial ones to brighten up the space. Uh, and even got him a pet goldfish and canary. So uh, these are specifics they mentioned, not us, but so, I, I need a second, Joe. Okay, you, yeah. you, you get to December of 94. All right. So, December 16th, a second child appears on the doorstep of the Fritzel home with a similar note attached. Ugh. And this is Monica. Um, April 20th. Okay. So, so we, we have this happen. Do we, did we, I don't remember why did this happen to Monica? Because now there was she, actually no ex- she, explanation. She, she, it may have been. She's the first kid after Lisa. So, do you think that Fritzel was like, hey, I'll solve, so well. I'll solve two problems here. I don't have to keep expanding 
you know, maybe he thought it was another one-off, or like, because I never found out why or read why Monica they did the same thing. There didn't seem to be any kind of a health issue, and as Joe's about to read right now, doesn't seem like that would have been necessarily a problem because in April twenty eighth of ninety six, Joe Elizabeth yep. gives birth to twins. Yes, so Michael now at this point, there's Alexander. two kids living downstairs. Kirsten and Stefan are still living downstairs. Yep. Lisa and Monica, Monica child upstairs. three and child four, are living upstairs being raised by Joseph Fritzel's wife, who is also the mother of Elizabeth, who is Joseph Fritzel's daughter, who is the mother of these kids. Yeah. So I want I want to think it's because they were girls. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe but Kirsten sounds like a girl. Why, why not? I mean, because maybe she was the first and he just wasn't, he, now that he had done this Because she needed a Lisa, lifeline. I don't know. I, I mean, who's going to fucking know his rationale no, at this point? But, no. but but April 28th of 96, Joe, yeah. Elizabeth gives birth to twins, Michael and Alexander. Yeah, so these are the fifth and sixth children of Joseph uh, has fathered with his daughter at this point. But Michael, he's really, really sick and is having breathing breathing difficulties that do require medical attention. Right. And he's aware of this. Yes, yes. Elizabeth made him aware because, A, Elizabeth's fucking badass as shit for even being able to hold her shit together with all this. But she... She loves her kids. She loves her kids. kids. Despite the the reasons why they're here, she didn't see that. She never fucking, it's never mentioned that she never took this shit out on the kids. She was still a very, with as much as she could be in that situation, a very well-providing and loving fucking mom. Yeah, which is astounding. Absolutely astounding. And it shows her her mental um, capacity and her mental... um, capabilities right, of overcoming you, this situation and still being a decent human being right. to your own children. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't think it was right, but you almost wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to blame her if like she hated the kids. Yeah. Because they're literally, vis- I mean, they're visual, visual reminders. reminders of what the fuck A has happened and is still happening to this woman. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so Michael and Alexander are born. He's sick. Michael's sick. Right. Um, Fritzel um, tells Elizabeth, you know, obviously he knows about this medical, what will be, will be, quote, unquote. Que Sarah. Yeah. And 66 hours after Michael's birth, he dies. And how Ugh. Joseph deals with this is that he incinerates his body in the furnace of the fucking home. Right. Because at this point, they've lost two kids. Because remember, the very first pregnancy between Joseph and Elizabeth, it was a miscarriage. Yeah. So, so there may have been nothing to get rid of at that right, point. Right, but know? now, but now you, you, she delivered this baby, yeah. and it's over two days old. There is a body here, yeah. And so Fritzel incinerates it in the furnace of his house. Uh, but Alexander, yeah, is also showing some signs of sickness, yeah, uh, some severe signs. Um, so, so essentially, he gets to this point where he's like, okay. Elizabeth has just lost this one child. I don't want to... She can't survive another she, one. She, she, yeah, th- this is going to be a real big fucking problem if she now loses the Both. other one. Yeah, yeah, it's going to fuck her up. Um, so he then decides to go ahead and take Alexander uh, Alexander, and put him on the stupid... Another letter. Right, so, so yeah, so this is now the third yeah. child that yep. he has dropped off on the stoop that Elizabeth has quote-unquote, mm. you know, air quotes... Written from the cult that she got knocked up and can't take care of this kid. This is now the third kid they have sent to yeah. Joseph and Rosemary. Lisa, to... Monica, now this is Alexander. Yes, yeah. and Kirsten and Stefan are still living downstairs, the first two kids yeah. that, that they had together. So at this point, 
social services actually starts to being like, okay, these are older people. They ain't having them. And uh, and then when they're hearing the story, oh, the daughter's in a cult and she's dropping off kids. Maybe we need to get involved. Like, where's this cult? We need to go find them. What the fuck's going on? Is yeah. this happening to other kids? But that was the thing. The questions weren't even that fucking in-depth. They were just, you know, curious about the rate of mysterious grandchildren no, that's, appearing. It's generalized. We don't know yeah. exactly what they asked. But yeah. whatever they asked, the, the, the social services, whoever was there, said that the answers he gave were completely convincing and, and plausible. I don't think they were asking the right goddamn questions, but that could just be me. Maybe, maybe, you know. Yeah, so at this point, Fritz was so confident in his setup that he spends long periods of time away from both of his family. So he he goes off and just fucking takes vacations away from his family. He's, he's, yeah, both families, mind you. He's not taking Rosemarie with him either. No. She's there. She's got to raise these three quote-unquote grandkids that Elizabeth dropped off that are really his kids with Elizabeth. And meanwhile, there's actually like some home holiday video footage uh, of him on a beach in Thailand getting a massage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's also, I I, I guess, later on in the video or as part of the same video or something or a different vacation that that he shows him buying a dress, which visibly I... I don't know at this point what size Rosemarie is. I mean, you know, but they said vis- visually, invisibly, you you could tell the dress was too small for his fucking wife. Yeah. Obviously for Elizabeth, who's still not being well taken care of. She's being raised underground, or not raised, but she's being kept underground. He's still not, you know, showering her and, you know, with all these great things. She's still living a rough existence, so she's probably tiny and frail. So the dress would have been for her. Um... So now we, fucking hell, man. Yeah. Now we're we're at December 2002. If you've lost track at this point, Joseph Fritzel put his daughter in his in his cellar, fucking prison, in 1984. We are 18 years. Yeah. All right. Elizabeth has not left this place. Not once. Yeah. Not fucking once. Not a single, not for a fucking second. The first two kids, Kirsten and Stefan, have never fucking left. Yeah. They have never left this facility that, that, that they were born into. They know nothing yeah. other than what their mom's been teaching them and stuff like that. God knows what she had to do because she was actually trying to school them yeah. roughly. It's actually with talked what she about had. later, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. God knows what she was but having to do. But he tries compensating... For all of this, like you're talking about her being underground for so many years, these kids never seeing daylight. He compensates their lack of sunlight with vitamin D supplements and a UV lamp to reduce these deficiencies. Like that's as good as it got for these kids up until this fucking point. Yeah, and, and in order to feed and 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 provide the 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 stuff they needed, the 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 underground family, the downstairs family, Joseph and his daughter Elizabeth's family. Uh, he would shop for them outside of Hampstead. And so, again, this dude, he, he's smart. Yeah, he's thinking about all of it. Like, he, oh, I yeah. can't do two grocery the, bills yeah. in the same spot. They're exactly. going to know. Why, yeah, exactly. Why? And at this point, Kirsten's in her teens. She's 14. Stefan's 12. Yeah, so, so they're so, eating a good bit. Exactly. You know? Well, And their ages aren't matching these three mysterious grandchildren that got brought off. So, if I mean, you know, depending on what he's buying, well, why does he need that? He doesn't have a girl that age there. Yeah. You know, yada, yada. Uh, so he's doing that. Um and around this time is when Elizabeth gives birth to their final child, Felix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Fritzel is quoted as saying about his dungeon, 
the cellar in my building belonged to me and me alone. It was my kingdom, which only I had access to. Everyone who lived there knew it. However, Fritzl is also quoted as saying, I knew that with every passing day, what I had done would be more severely judged. Yes. And so in 2008, so here we are in 2008. Right. Their last kid's born in December 2002. Mm-hmm. No Fast more kids. That's the, that's the last one, but yeah. we're still, this, this is still going on. Now we're in 2008. Yes. And in 2008, Elizabeth is 42 years old. She has spent 24 years of her life in her father's dungeon made specifically for her. Y- y'all got to let that sink in. And, and yeah. I, I was hoping to keep this at 90 minutes, but I, I think this has been a great fucking episode so far, if I can say, despite my my me being involved. <laughs> um but we're we're getting there. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna pull this in under two hours because we're 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 at the we're at the end of all this shit yes, now. It's we been twenty four long fucking years. Yes. People, let that shit sink in. Yes, and during this time, um, he has used her as a sex slave. Yeah. and fathered seven children with her. Right, and technically, mm. she was pregnant eight times. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The, they, well, yeah, sorry, seven, eight, the yeah. first one they they miscarried. Yeah, and they had miscarried. the one that died. Uh, Michael, who died yeah. after the fact, yeah. uh, after he was born. So she, at this point, has spent over half of her life in captivity and obviously in very inhumane conditions. Yeah, she was 18 when she went in. Yeah. 18. She's now 42 years old in 2008, where we're at now. Yeah. Um, It's actually estimated that Fritzl raped her more than (sighs) 3,000 times. I am surprised that there weren't more children, honestly. Well, yeah, yeah, I... Yeah, it's sickening. Yeah. Um, and now again, it, it's detailed. I'm I'm actually just gonna read the list because this is what I was kind of calling back to. With these three thousand rapes, often it was in front of the kids. Right. Yeah. Because he wasn't going and building a bedroom even for every two of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Shared common areas. Right. And no. He doors. still had to be able to keep them under control. He wasn't gonna give them a lot of freedom down there. Yeah. And in this time too, there was about a hundred people that had lived as tenants. Above Elizabeth during these 24 years, and nobody saw anything, and nobody heard anything. Right. Now, again, you can't, you, you know, we're not sure if any of the tenants lived there the entire 24 years, but I mean, that's that's the precision planning that he did. Yeah. As we had talked about earlier, when, when Lisa had her heart defect, and he was worried about all the crying, that that was going to, that you know, there was, maybe there was a weakness somewhere in his structure he had built to where the, the sound was going to get out. Never did. It yeah. never did. Yeah. It never did. So, speaking of plans... So Fritzl actually starts making plans to free Elizabeth by the end of 2008. But in March of 2008, um, the eldest 19-year-old Kirsten um, becomes seriously ill. Right. It, it, it's said that, that at this point, Fritzl, he really liked Felix, the very last kid they had. He yeah. was really big on Felix and wanted to be able to like leave all of his shit to Felix. Yeah. Well, the only way he can do that is if he's able to integrate the downstairs family with the upstairs family. Yeah. And so I, that's playing in to why he's thinking about letting her go because he's, I mean, again, it, this is still brilliance because eventually it's got to come to an end. It, it has to, you know, I, and I think even he knows this mm. and maybe Felix is making it an advanced 
thinking about this, but he knows it, it's got to come to an end. So he's making these plans. Yeah. But as you said, Kirsten gets really, I mean, really fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, bad sick. And I mean, obviously, March. you know, poor ventilation, no sunlight. I mean, it's compounded. Right. Uh, I mean, it can't be the cleaning, cleanest of conditions being in a dungeon. Um, but the only medication that they had there in the dungeon was actually aspirin and they had already been giving that to her for weeks on end right. and without any kind of, you know, different result. But Elizabeth ends up managing to convince Joseph to take, or Joseph Ritzel to take her, uh, Kirsten to the hospital. Right. So on April 19th, Elizabeth and her, her father, Joseph, who is also the father of her daughter, Kirsten, they, Elizabeth helps get her upstairs. All right, she still hasn't left the house yet. She's yeah. so so she she doesn't gotten outside, but she just she literally gets Kirsten upstairs and goes right back to the cellar. She's not trying to tempt any kind of fate here. She wants her daughter taken care of. Yes. So Fritzel uh, takes her to the hospital. Uh, she's treated by a Doctor Ryder, um, and it, Fritzel's telling Doctor Ryder that this is. Uh, is un- this is another kid of Elizabeth's, yeah. but apparently Elizabeth kept this one while in the cult, but she's now unable to take care of her because of the sickness, so Fritzel has her. Yeah. Well, Dr. Ryder, even taking him at, at Joseph Fritzel at his word, says, well, hey, I got to have more medical information. Yeah, this. He's never do. treated this girl before. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't even know she exists. And he's like, and this is information that only Elizabeth would be able to provide yeah. per the story Joseph just told him. Yeah, because you got to know about allergies, allergic medications, allergic reactions, all that kind of shit. You got to know all of that before you start treating somebody. And again, she's at a hospital. So now, okay, we have an abandoned kid who's at death's door. We need to get a hold of the mother. And I don't know if this is a common thing over there. Hell, they may do it here and I'm not aware of it. But uh, they actually had the police put out an appeal for Elizabeth on TV. Yeah. To to, to get a hold of her. Yeah. Um, So. Elizabeth, oddly enough, actually sees this. She has a TV down there um, in, in, in the prison cellar. So she sees this uh, and, and actually persuades Joseph uh, to, to let her go to the hospital just to explain Kirsten's illness. Even at this point, Elizabeth's saying, like, I, I just want to go explain yeah, we don't have to I tell just him want anything. to save my girl. I, we have, I'm just for my fucking daughter. And as you'll 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 find out, like Elizabeth was about it. Like yeah. she was she was yeah. willing to go right back to her fucking spot. Yeah, if in that dungeon, that if it meant Kirsten live. was gonna fucking live. Yeah. Um. So she 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 convinced Joseph of that. Yeah. And he agrees. Yes. And eight thousand five hundred and sixteen <sighs> days. Yeah. Mm. After first entering the dungeon, Elizabeth leaves and Joseph takes her to the hospital. Yeah. So over 8,500 days, no daylight, no fresh air, no not seeing anybody but her father who was raping, torturing, abusing her, and having children with her and the, and the three kids that stayed down there. That... Th- <sighs> There's there's other examples too. I'm not saying that's 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 that it's that it's not, but that's an unforgivable crime to me. Oh, absolutely. I would rather be murdered. Yeah. I I would not to I don't have think life I would have taken away from you like that. That that to me uh, that's that's a that's we just talked about tortures and executions a week or two ago. Yeah. This is the worst. This is worse than scapism. This is worse than any of the other stuff. 
Because even at that point, which when if you go back and listen to that episode, it was a really, really great episode. I get really <laughs> fucking grossed out because, ugh. Uh, but scafism, one of the worst things I've ever heard of in my life to do to another human being. The highest, longest running account of that lasting was like, what, 16, 17, 17 days. 17 days. Mm-hmm. All right. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Awful two and a half weeks. Don't get me wrong. But two and a half weeks. At least there was certain death. There was an end. It, ha- it ended. Yeah. This could have went on. Yeah. He could have literally not gave two shits what was going to happen to who was down there and filled the entire place with fucking concrete right. and nobody would have ever known. Nope. That is the depravity of this fucking situation. Um, so, uh, this is a quote from, uh, from Professor David Wilson, the criminologist. Uh, Dr. Reeder interviews Elizabeth, uh, tries to get as much information as possible and once that interview is finished, the police arrest Elizabeth, take her into a room, and begin to interrogate her. She's got this malnourished kid. She's mm. been neglecting her fucking kid. Again, th- this kid's not healthy. She, I mean, this is a kid who's never had sunlight. You know, malnourished all the shit, dirty, filthy, gross, reeking, inf- infections, bug bites, rodent bites, insect bites. Every fucking thing you can imagine is how Kirsten shows up at this hospital. And Elizabeth shows up saying, yeah, I've been taking care of her. So, yeah, they fucking arrested her and interrogated her. It is only when the police threaten to take away Elizabeth's children that she reveals for the first time in over 8,500 days what her own father, Joseph Fritzl, has been doing to her. And the police arrest Joseph Fritzl. This This is still the quote from Professor David Wilson. And the game is, in effect, up. Mm. Uh, Fritzl and Elizabeth's remaining downstairs children, Stefan and Felix, uh, leave the dungeon for the first time and, and are immediately taken to the hospital. Yeah. They were in extremely bad condition as well. Um, their skin was very pale, obviously, from no sun. They had varying infections, like he, John just said, um, because of the filth and the humidity of the dwelling. Right, yeah, there's no there's no air coming in. No, it's poor, poor ventilation. And obviously, you know, kids dying of breathing problems, duh. <sighs> um, it was infested with bacteria and insects. Now, yeah, yeah this... Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah, we'll get into this. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Um, when forensic experts first entered this cellar, very first time... They find the conditions so difficult that they organize limited shifts, meaning that, okay, instead of a full six-hour shift, we need to do only two to prevent ourselves from getting sick. Yeah. And they were even had to drill extra air holes for better ventilation. Right. That, that, that shows you how bad off of a condition these kids and Elizabeth were living in. A uh, quote from Dr. Hans Heinz Lenz. He was the uh, district commissioner there. What I will never forget is the smell. The smell of that cellar. Yeah. So it was April 18th when Kirsten was finally taken to the hospital. It was it April 18th or 19th? I can't see it on my It was notes. 19th. It was 19th. Okay. It was 19th. All right. So Sunday, April 27th, so f- several days later, um, the Amstenton police actually hold a press conference and Joseph Fritzl's name becomes infamous worldwide. Right, and that's why I was saying earlier, and folks, we're going to cross a two-hour mark. That's something we try not to do here, but, I mean... There's just so much. There's just so much, and, and we're, we're wrapping it up, but if you if you know about true crime, that's why I said you probably know about them. Th- this was just so fucking unheard of and unusual Absolutely and fucking, fucking ghastly yeah. 
that it, it, I mean, it, it, it shook the fucking world, particularly if you're someone who pays attention to true crime. Um, a quote from Mark Perry, who was actually a British-born but Vienna-based journalist. He was the first one to break the story uh, worldwide. Uh, he, he's quoted as saying, Joseph Fritzl was the most horrific story I've ever reported in 30 years of journalism. And it was the most touching story, especially when the little children were coming out and they saw the daylight for the first time in their lives. Uh, again, that it, it, it does have to feel good to see that freedom, to see that look of freedom on their face. And all, at least it's over. But you, you to me, and this is this is the, the kind I can't I just can't look beyond what the fuck has happened to them. Yeah. I like I mean fucking great glad it's over but fuck me. So and, and now now here we we we're finally getting to the trial of this fucking bastard Joseph Fritzel. Um as we mentioned earlier the severity and and the uniqueness of this case brought tons of journalists from all over the world. Uh what was it within like 2 days uh, of of the press conference an estimated 800 like camera yeah. crews with and journalists, journalists and stuff yeah. flooded uh, yeah. Amstead. They just swarmed it. Right. And, yeah. and, and I mean, obviously, because it's such a oh, horrific sure. story, you're like, holy shit, we have to know more. Fucking hey, yeah. If I'm a journalist or part of like a news crew or anything like that, fuck yeah, I'm going there. Yeah. But I mean, it, it just blew fucking Amstead, Amstead apart. Yeah, well, I mean, Austrians in general, I mean, they were not happy. And it's quoted, no. I guess, a, a great deal that, you know, they weren't happy about the publicity and then all these eyes that are now on Austria as a whole. And, you know, hell, they're probably even thinking, that, oh, my God, what if the rest of the world just thinks we're like this fucking horrible human <laughs> right. being? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. honestly, I can't think of another case yeah. in, in modern times like this. There's been some that have... have are in the same vein. Yeah. But the fucking length of time and the measures this man went to is just fucking unheard of. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the press were obviously there. I mean, they were, they were, they were wanting new details and, and they're wanting pictures. Obviously you want pictures of the kids. You want uh, Elizabeth, stuff like that. No. And no, no. And this is a testament to Elizabeth being dude. a good mother. Such She's like, no, dude. you guys are not going to get pictures of us. We're not going to come out publicly and talk about this. We want to put this behind us. I, she wants to live a normal life with her children, despite how they came up to her. <sighs> she was still a mother through and through. Like, holy shit. I hope to God she would ever hear this fucking podcast so I can be like, bitch, you're a fucking badass. Right. And, the, and, and to on this. On so many goddamn levels. And, and this is in 2008. Yeah. This is now 2021. Mm-hmm. To this day, there is not a legitimate confirmed photo yep. of Elizabeth. Yeah. There's a sketch. They did release a sketch. Yeah. Um, but I mean. And then, then there was like a rumor in a, at some point that she was like dating her bodyguard. But like, Outside of that, I mean, I, you know what? I don't hold a, a fucking candle to any of it. I'm just like, you know what? The only no. thing I need to know I'm is what she did immediately for this. Yes, yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, they, they, she deserves whatever is left of her life to be exactly what the fuck she wants it to exactly. be because she had no control over 24 goddamn years of her own life. Uh, Fritzl was given a psych evaluation by Dr. Heidi Caster. Uh, that's one the of the person we've been we've quoting. Yeah. yeah, she was the uh, the forensic psychologist or something. Yes. You said, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's emotionally deficient, but he was sane, right. and that is the biggest thing to glean from her. Is that yeah, he's fucked up in the head. Yeah, but, but he, he ain't knew crazy. What, yeah, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Right. 
Um, and and again, we 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 that's so obvious by how meticulous and well thought out the fact that he was able to pull this off for 24 years. It's not like what what was it? Maybe uh, I can't remember if it was BTK. I think it was BTK, uh, the serial killer, uh, Dennis Rader. I think was his name. He had that. He he was technically active for like a really long period of time, but he took massive cooldown periods. Oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where he yeah, wasn't yeah. killing yeah. again. No. Every day for 24 years, Elizabeth was trapped in this dungeon with these kids. There was no time off from the crime Joseph Fritzl committed. He committed it every second, every minute, every hour of every day for 24 years straight and got away with it. And in all honesty, had he not been potentially thinking about trying to get the two families he had created together so that he could end all this if he had for whatever reason for whatever fucking reason if he decided to keep going with it and would have allowed kirsten to die yeah yeah who knows because he's still alive to this day yeah so it could very well be going Elizabeth on right could still now still be in that fucking cellar yeah. to this fucking day had yeah. this not have happened yeah uh march 16th 2009 yeah Joe. so fritzel's finally brought to trial at sanct Polton, the capital of Lower Austria. He's yeah. charged with rape, enslavement, incest, and murder of, you know, for Michael. Michael, that was, the, let it that, was, that was the twin that he said, you know, what will be will be, and, and he died about like six, two and a half days. Six, at, yeah. Two and a half yeah. days later after yeah. he was born. Um, he initially pled not guilty. Fucking ass. Yeah. But no, just to the murder. murder. Just, just to the murder. murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, during the trial, Dr. Kastner spoke of how calm Joseph was, like an absolute stone. Like you right. couldn't get an emotion out of him. Yeah. Then... Fritzl was made to watch Elizabeth's video testimony, and it's quoted by uh, Heidi Kastner as well, the forensic psychologist. He had to listen to her. He couldn't close his ears. What she was saying was quite another story than what he was telling. And she was telling about how horrible the time was when it had been, and how brutal he had been. And she did not at all feel like a partner. She didn't see it as a partnership. She saw it as a crime. Right. So Fritzl's apparently trying to, he's not denying what he did. Yeah. The only thing he's saying not guilty of was the, was the murder. But, so he's not denying it, but he's trying to paint it in a different light. And to be fair, that may have been how he saw it in his head. Yeah, because she couldn't, she eventually probably gave up resistance. I mean, that, right. that's after, obvious. After how many, I'm mean, good God, I don't even know what, months, years, this yeah. is fucking life now, and I don't know how the fuck it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do I play along and prevent the beatings? Do I play right. along and keep the kid and keep the kids in a safer condition? Um, they, so, so the, the video testimony, hearing it come from her, at that point, he, he kind of just threw the hands in the air and, and honestly, he didn't fight anything from that point on. No. D- didn't, didn't say not guilty or anything like that. Um, Joseph, he was known for being, you know, private about his, his social life and all, or not social, but like his private life, his personal life. He's, he's a private guy, uh, obviously control freak. So the privacy comes along with that. Uh, but but all the, the the scrutiny and the notoriety uh, from from all this, it's it's unbearable to him. He does not fucking like this this type of limelight. Uh, he even resorted 
to like hiding his face behind like the file folders. Yeah, and you can see tons of pictures on Google. If you Google him on like just Joseph uh-huh. Fritzl and you go to images, like a lot of them are him holding up these file folders in front of his face because he doesn't. It's like he's like, oh, I just want to be out of limelight. I don't. I just. I just want this over with. Like, I don't want to show my face anymore. Right. And they actually say that that's the biggest reason why he just went ahead and pled guilty and it was not an actual admittance of guilt not that he saw anything wrong with what the fuck he did no it's that he just wanted to expedite the process to get out of the light caught red fucking handed there's no way out of this let's at least make it quick and get me the fuck out of here and be done with it and move on to where I can have my privacy back yeah so Uh, it was only a four day trial yeah uh, they were quick on that. And he's found guilty, Joe. What 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 is he found guilty of, and what do they get him for? So he gets life imprisonment for ne- uh, for murder by neglect. So that was for Michael, the, yeah. the kid, the 20... So there is a thing, murder by neglect? Uh, I guess. I don't know if there was a thing law. like that here, too, but, I mean, it makes sense. But Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah there's some type of neglect law in our books, too. Yeah. Um, 20 years for enslavement, uh-huh. 15 years for rape, 10 years for deprivation, deprivation of liberty, 5 years... For coercion and one year for incest. Yeah. So, well, it, and I mean, Jesus, it's just it's just not enough, right? Because like they're not he, at this point. He's what in his seventies when this happened. You know when yeah. when he was convicted. You know, I mean, granted, we said he's what eighty what now? Eighty three, I think, is what I said. Um, it's all at the top. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's in his mid to late eighties at this point. So I mean, who would I mean, you know what? It would long. be better if he was put in the tightest, the creepiest, tiniest fucking cell. Was never allowed yeah. to leave it. Was fed his meals inside this solitary confined room. Never got to see sunlight. Had a shit in a fucking bucket without any toilet paper. I don't know. Real justice. The, yeah, exactly. Real eye for Not an what eye he's shit. getting. No. No. Uh, so so after that, he's and he's still. Serving his life yeah. sentence in Garston Abbey. Yeah, um, no, but before the verdict, mm. the only thing he is quoted as saying, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. Unfortunately, I can't change anything now. And a part of that is, are you really sorry or are you just sorry you got caught? You're sorry you got caught. Because what I don't, the fuck are you going to yeah. change after after that no. many goddamn years? Yeah. Um, so, so to, the, to, the, to what we know now, which is should be all we know, uh, Elizabeth and her children, they live in an undisclosed location, completely new identities. Again, I'm not sure if anyone's photographed the kids, but with the new identities and stuff, I mean, you'd have to be a real fucking sleuth to be able to figure all that shit out to even know for sure if you did legitimately take a picture of one of them. Yeah. But there's no substantiated pictures of Elizabeth or the kids to my knowledge. And if you're a piece of shit trying to f- figure that Leave out, Leave her the fuck, fuck alone, dude. If there's yes. a set of people on this earth who should be left the fuck alone, and this is coming from a guy who literally lives by the motto of nothing is sacred. And, and see, there was something that was actually released in the media that just said that uh, after they had gotten their new identities, they were continuing with therapy. They were still adjusting to this new life. Oh, man. They were trying to get the families back to because there was obviously some animosity between the upstairs family and the downstairs family, you know, and there's a lot of like, you know, turmoil between those two things. I know, for, you know, it was even very much said, it was actually even said by Elizabeth that her and her mother are completely estranged, but she does allow the upstairs children to go visit their grandmother. And that's it. Jesus. That's man. only and, information. And, and I that's could get. the thing I come up with is with Rosemarie, because how does she not know? The one thing I'll say in her defense, the one thing I'll say in her defense, a, we because of what was going on in the cellar, we don't know what much of much of what was going on upstairs. 
clearly that makes sense. That's the focus of it. We don't know what Joseph was putting Rosemary through. No. We don't. And on top of it, a lot of people go, 24 years, he's got another family in the cellar. How the fuck could she not notice something was up? You are also talking about someone who was so methodical, so meticulous, and so carefully coordinated that he was able to pull this off from 24, for 24 years, not just from Rosemary, but from every other person on the face of this fucking earth. Yeah. Again, we... I'm right there with you saying I don't see how she didn't know. I feel I, like I'm, she could have. I, honestly, I feel like she could have prevented all this if she'd have left his fucking ass when <laughs> he went to jail. That's all I'm saying. That's where I fault her. I'm just like, you could have prevented everything if you'd have listened to your fucking gut and left that son of a bitch. All right, well, and it's it's Ugh. it's been over two hours now. I can't even remember. But was Elizabeth even born? No, she was born was after. A, she was born yeah. after the fact. So everything could have been prevented. Um. So we'll, 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 we'll close the actual topic with this, and I think this is a great quote. Uh, this is also from Dr. Heidi Kastner. Again, she was the forensic psychologist to Fritzel. Uh, this is her talking about Elizabeth. Uh, she said, quote, I think she didn't go mad because she had the children. I think it would be, it, it would have been almost impossible for her to survive alone on her own. But she had a reason to live. They had the children. She, she taught the children. She tried to maintain an almost normal life. She made the children get up at the, at the set time, and she made breakfast for the family, and she had them go to school, so to speak, because she taught them. She tried to maintain a normal, almost seemingly normal life, and I have to think that is what saved her, and I got to agree with her. Yeah, a thousand percent. I still think that... In a little bit, still diminishes how badass Elizabeth Fritzel was because I think anybody, anybody could have done the complete opposite of what she did in that cellar with all those kids still being involved. Yeah, she could have and, drowned and, every single one and, of them just to get at Joseph. And most of us would have given a pass. Yeah. Because fucking hell, what would I do in that situation? Who knows what the fuck I would do? Yeah. Um, it it's definitely been said more eloquently by others but I, and I, there's no reason to ever suspect she would hear this but if she if she ever did or anybody who was associated with her does seriously what a badass and i i honestly like i'm in fucking awe like unfortunately i you know and, and it's even the name of our episode we named it Joseph Fritzel mm-hmm. but the the real person we should all focus on from this story is Elizabeth because like that's that's a heroine right there. Yeah. That's that's almost fucking epic proportions of human will to survive and what we are truly fucking capable of in in the worst circumstances. Absolutely. And dude, like I, again, everybody who's listening, I, I'm glad you if you stuck with us this long. I'm glad you stuck with us. Uh, and, and honestly, like. Just remembering this whole thing, I don't, I don't know where to trim. It's going to be an over two hour episode. I, I, that's not what we try to do, I, you know. But hopefully, you found it interesting enough. I just Elizabeth was so fucking awesome, and Joseph was so fucking terrible. And uh, to cut much would actually do a disservice to the story. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's. It, there's just, there's too much fucking key stuff here, and. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as you could. I certainly find it fascinating. And like I said, 
Don't walk away from here feeling grossed out about Joseph. Walk away from this feeling empowered that such a fucking awesome-ass human being as Elizabeth Fritzel is on the face of this fucking earth and survived that shit and is still out there being a dope-ass human being. Yeah, that's that's exactly. all I would say. Yeah. So again, thank you for joining us for episode six. That was episode six. Uh, remember to go to... Spreadthedread.com or dr- spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Yes, you got to put podcasts <laughs> yeah, in there. You, gotta you, go the to podcast the, you go to spreadthedread.com, you're on your own. I don't know what the fuck that goes to, but I haven't even searched it myself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, spreadthedreadpodcast.com. You can email us at spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and on the website, you're going to find links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, all of the different podcast streaming apps you can get this on. Um, I mean, name it, it's on there. Um, and yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to hit us up on there. You know, we, we post up some funny shit sometimes. You know, we try not to overdo with how much we post. So, Definitely give us a like and a follow. Be sure to leave some good comments for us. And if we get some good comments on the episodes or anything like that, we'll be sure to shout you out on that one. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And this has been Episode 6 of Spread the Dread Podcast. I hope you have a good day and a good night, or a good night. And in the words of our man Jack Torrance, Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?